Hello, everybody, and welcome to Game List, a show about our game of the year, one month at a time. And this is a special episode, kind of. They're all special in a yeah, way. Yeah. I'm Jake. This is Colin. Colin, what's popping, homie? Dude, I'm I'm like jet lagged right now. I was gonna say I'm hungry. Are you also hungry? Uh, no, I just had some uh, some slim chickens. Chickens, yeah. best name in the game. Yeah, very jealous. <laughs> they didn't give me a, they didn't give me a straw though, so you're gonna be hearing ice go around for a little bit. It's kind of pleasure, like a, a pleasure for some people. I think that's like an ASMR trigger or some shit, right? Oh, really? I wouldn't know. I don't watch ASMR videos on the internet. Oh, hold on, if you like ASMR, <laughs> here it is. Here it is. I've got I've got a mango Pepsi. I'm about to crack open. Oh, good pick. Yeah, you fucked it. Unfortunately, that was not good. It did not. What do you it did mean? Did not get picked up at all on your mic. Oh, you got, your Discord filters are too strong, bro. Come uh, on. I Lord. am realizing right before we started that I am wearing the same shirt that I wore last time. Different pants, but you can't see those. So video viewers are looking at me and they think they only own one outfit. I swear I have many, many clothes. Collins dying. This is a fucking strong start to the podcast. This dude took one sip of mango Pepsi, spilled it all over himself. You gotta watch the video version. Oh, he was just fucking coughing and dying. Wrong I was pipe, my guy. It went, it went down the wrong hole. Yeah, absolutely. Wrong, wrong hole. A classic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so Colin just got back from the Game Awards. I just watched the Game Awards. We are... It's Saturday. The Game Awards were Thursday. Is that correct? Does that sound yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, correct, yeah. Correct. It's Saturday during the day. And, uh, again, Colin was at the show. So we've got some behind-the-scenes stories. So we're going to start off like that. But let's just do a little bit of housekeeping. Game list, uh, as you know it, is the same 10 months out of the year. Uh, nine months out of the year. I think things get a little sloppy in November and December, and then January yeah, and is kind of a double episode where we have, like, our actual Game of the Year podcast. Yeah, uh, they get sloppy in, in, like, Summer Game Fest time as well. Yeah, it's, they do get sloppy. So the format, you know what? We're fairly regular, though. I think so. I think so. Um, so things are, things are a little bit different than they typically are. We'll still be talking about what we've played over the last month. We'll be putting it onto our Game of the Year list. But this is the penultimate episode of the show. The next time that you hear from us will be in the new year where we will be talking about where everything falls on our Game of the Year list. The Game of the Year list as it stands probably won't change all that much unless we play a little bit of catch-up in between now and when we have that show to sort of like round out each other's lists and whatnot. I'll try to play some of the things that Colin misses. Colin will try to play some of the things that I miss. But for the most part, let me, re, uh, let me re-explain the hook for our show. Or Colin, yeah. do you want to talk about like the reason why we do this? Because like, like I'm talking about like the every other fucking... Podcast yeah. is unlistenable in December. So, as much as we love, I actually I love listening to Game of the Year debates. But what Jake and I decided to do was let's split up our Game of the Year debate or talk into uh, multiple discussions throughout the year. So throughout the year, we talk in depth about our favorite games and we update our Game of the Year list, starting with a blank slate in January. Um, so we are about to wrap up our second year of this, which is insane. Um, and then at the end of the year, instead of kind of arguing which game is better, uh, we're just going to be talking about what we loved and uh, presenting our final game of the year list to everyone. So, yeah, it's our it's, game it, of the year list one month at a time. 
Maybe the problem, the problem is that like, so many other outlets get super contentious. Like the debates become like fights about video games. And Colin yeah. and I fight enough about video games absolutely the year <laughs> and disagree yeah. on things. So when everybody else is having their almost uncomfortable episodes, like they're they're the episodes where I think a lot of outlets are at their worst. Colin yeah. and I have our jolliest podcasts in December and January where Absolutely. the dust is already settled. We've already had our debates. I've already made fun of him for putting Zelda so far down his list. He's already made fun of me for not putting Spider-Man two at game of the year or not even playing Alan Wake yeah. two. It's, it's yeah. already there. And everything that we're doing in January is like, Superlatives and accolades, like uh, the best thing, the game that you want to talk about, the the best game that you played that didn't come out in 2023. It's all fun in games, baby, because that's what podcasting should be about. And speaking yeah. of fun in games, you had some fun in L.A. at the Game Awards. I did. Tell us about it. Was, it. Um, well, I was in L.A. for work for the week, and technically I was in Anaheim, but whatever. Um and well, so it just worked hour, out 40 minutes right yeah yeah f depends on the traffic could be like two hours but traffic is pretty fair for me um but yeah so i was in anaheim for a work thing uh work slash school thing all week networking with pharmacy people um and then i said you know what the game awards is right down the road a day from now so i extended my trip by about a day and bought a ticket to the game awards which this is the second time i've gone i've been very lucky yeah. to uh, you had a year off you did not go last year but you went the year prior is that correct correct yeah so i didn't go Got last it. year but i went the year in, in 2021 so right 2021 it was still closed to the public that's the year that we were offered tickets by jeff Keeley. Yeah. Yep. and you somehow for some reason said nah i'm good i'm not going and, <laughs> yeah 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 very poor decision on my part yeah i think so um but then last year they opened it back up to the public where you could buy tickets and then that's it's when kind the of a flex to decline jeff Keeley's invitation right no i think it's just a poor decision I, okay I, yeah I think, you're right yeah i don't i don't think that's a flex okay, um okay. very cool. but uh but yeah so they opened it back up last year and then the stupid um bill clinton kid walked up with elden ring everybody remembers that uh that's right. which fun fact he was back this year and then they found out and they escorted him out at near the end of the show. Um, yeah. And they gave him a, like a, like a cease and desist almost or something, but probably trespasses um, ass. You're not welcome. Yeah. 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 They trust, they trespassed him. Yeah. 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 Um, my roommate's yelling at something. Hopefully the mic doesn't pick that up, but doesn't anyways, uh, but you've broken the immersion. Um, Excellent work. Uh, oh, well, um, <laughs> they, uh, they, they, they kicked him out. And I, I, uh, I got to go and it was great. It was, I will say it was not as great as it was in 2021 because it was open to yeah. the public. We and the there, were, there were like, I, you know, I love video games, but the video game community has got a problem with taking showers and wearing yeah. deodorant. Mm -hmm. And, and it's tough because there's a lot of smelly bastards there. Yeah. Um, for sure. Anyone that's been to a convention or a GameStop knows. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> mm -hmm. It sucks. Yeah, so it, it was it was tough because I was having to sort through these people that I didn't really talk what to. Was the or anything. Attire? Were people wearing like ratty t-shirts and shit too? Like, is it? It was it was the it... whole spectrum, dude. Yeah. It was it was ratty Dragon Ball t-shirts all Sick. the way up to like I mean, a full tux. Gross. 
Um, yeah, yeah. So it was it was it was everywhere. You threw on um, a jacket. You looked classy. Yeah, I think mine was not too not too fancy, not too for sure. Casual. You weren't you weren't like you're not part of games media technically, right? Like you're still yeah. you're still not like you're not we're not invited. We're not on the panel or anything like that. Like we didn't yeah, we didn't yeah. get a press pass essentially, and then. Correct you're also not up for an award. So I feel like you're in the upper tier of like being presentable for an award show. You know, when you go to the Oscars, you suit up whether you're fucking part of the crowd or if you're getting like, if you're nominated for best picture, best director. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you thought we'd be empty handed. So here's the thing. We're an audio podcast first and a video podcast second, but let me tell you our video podcast stuff. is pretty cool too. I know what you're thinking. How do I, how do I see this? It's easy. YouTube.com slash at on Patreon or support us on Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> it's all free, baby. Uh, YouTube.com slash at Gameless Show if you'd like to see the video version because we're going to spend a little bit of time looking at some of the pictures that Colin took. We had him out there um, rubbing elbows. We were encouraging him to meet as many people as he could, and you you kind of crushed it, bro. I did like, my best. I, I feel like really I still came job. short on some things, but I did my best. Nah, I think you did. I think you did good, but uh. Again, I mean, that's uh, we should do a little bit of housekeeping too. Still top of the show. We're still under 10 minutes in. Um, of course, we are gameless. I am Jake Twitching on all platforms or AmazingStreamer.com to find me wherever the fuck you'd like. Colin is at Colleen underscore on all platforms. K-A-U-L-I-N-E underscore. You can also find us by searching gameless in your favorite podcast app, which is probably how you're already listening to us. I appreciate that. Fucking yeah. like and subscribe and press the buttons that make our brains feel good. But also go find us somewhere else, either if it's individually or if you just go to the YouTube and uh, like a video or watch something there too helps us out a ton more than you would ever know uh i put together all of the pictures that you sent me in slides i don't even think you know the order in which we're going to be going through them i so don't me, I'll, I'll kind of like i'll guide us through it and you can add a add to it you know what i mean yeah so the first picture uh, i have is you outside the main entrance i'm assuming yeah that's the main entrance uh it was before they'd opened up the gates or anything i actually got there a lot earlier than I wanted to because it was so much cheaper to book an Uber like an hour earlier than yeah. if I waited. So I just booked an Uber an hour early and just hung out there for a while uh, yeah, and caught yeah, no, a lot of people passing by. Because of that, yeah, that was a smart move. Um, I have you here with motherfucking Ed Boon, the creator yeah. of Mortal Kombat, dude. <laughs> yeah, so I met Ed Boon outside initially. Mm -hmm. And was like, hey, dude, love Mortal Kombat. I'll be honest, I've never played a Mortal Kombat. It's so fucked up. You need to now. You actually owe Ed Boon. Um, although I have played Injustice 1. I played that. That counts. That's um, an Ed Boon directed game. Yeah. So I was like, love what you do, man. Um, and then just went on our way. Um, because I try to be very, like, very unintrusive with And then what happened? Did somebody shame you in a Discord chat? Yeah. Then you were like, you should have gotten a picture. And I was like, yeah, you're right. That's so I then I'm like, oh, then, my voice <laughs> cracked as I, as I said that. You did, you did it. That was perfect. Uh, <laughs> I fucking hate it here. But then the, the show was about to start and I saw him walk by and I was like, hey, man, can I get a picture? So I got a picture with him. And uh, a lot of these you are selfies. Remember not from a, earlier? I don't know. I doubt it. I, I highly yeah, doubt it. I don't know. Not. These people, these people look so dead eyed a lot of the times you know I think a they're lot like of the people so here like the reason you were super apprehensive like you i i'm the fucking come with guy i'm like hey 
Let's go ask if that person is the person I think they are. And if not, what oh. the fuck does it matter? I'll never talk to them again. Yeah, I'm and not. I'm the I had to push you in that direction, you know? And yeah. I think my rationale for it was, like, I sent you a message at one point, And I was like, what's the worst thing that happens? It's the wrong person, and you're embarrassed for a millisecond. You never oh. see that person again. And then the best case scenario is that these people are so excited to take pictures because a lot of these people are, like, small indie game journalists or developers that most people wouldn't recognize on yeah. the street. This is their big night out, and they get it to feel like a celebrity, which is even more important than you feeling like you met a celebrity quasi i did almost mess up near the end i thought i saw yuri lowenthal because he was wearing a, a mask and oh. he has kind of like he has kind of like pepper like salt and pepper gray hair sure. um and i thought good i look. saw him so i was yeah good look so i was walking up to take a picture when this person took their mask off and i was like shit that's not yuri lowenthal and then yes. i ran away dodge the bullet Wait. yeah um you met these two people that I can definitely name. One of them is Alan Wake, kind of. Actually, they're both Alan Wake. Oh. Um, so the one on the left side of the picture is Ilka Vili. He is the face of Alan Wake and the Nominal performance name. of Alan Wake. Yes. And the one on the right is Matthew Peretta, who is the voice of Alan Wake. And he's also, uh, did I say voice twice? I might have said so, I don't know. Okay, I'm sorry. The one on the left is Ilka Vili. He is the face and the performance of Alan oh, Wake. Oh, no, okay. Yeah, you got it right. Yeah, the one on the right is Matthew Peretta, who's the voice of Alan Wake, and he also plays Dr. Darling in Control. So, wait. When the guy is live action on screen and talking, it's not his voice coming out of his mouth? Correct. It's a dub. It's That's it's a so very weird. It's a very well-done dub. Yeah. Yeah, it's like ADR posts. I mean, it's not unheard of, but that's pretty cool. Good one for you. Yeah. You're you're big in that shit. Dude, I um, I was losing it. I, the, the way this actually happened was I had texted you. I wasn't. I had messaged you. I wasn't sure if you were still streaming and if you wanted like a end yeah, of show I was, I was call or something. Yeah, I fucked up. Um. Well, I'm happy you did because right after I sent that, I had my head down sending you that message, and somebody bumped me and said, "Hey, could you take this picture?" And it was him getting a picture with Yokovili. <laughs> And Matthew Peretta, and I and said, you... I said, ah, I said, yes. And then I instantly followed up and got a picture myself. Did you um, say, yeah, 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 you take one of me. Yes, exactly right. Exactly right. That's exactly One right. of your better pictures, too, because somebody else took it. All right, we'll fly yes. through some of the game's media ones because that's not a big deal for anybody other than us. But uh, actually, you know, it's kind of a big deal. I feel like there's a lot I, of crossover. I think, yeah, I, I wanna... yeah. You met Janet yeah. Garcia. Did you have, like, Janet... with a lot of this, like, pretty quick pictures? Very quick. It was it yeah. was a it was a hey big fan. Um, hope, can I get a picture? Hope you have a great night. Pretty much for sure. Um, so blessing Janet, is the worst Wait, picture that back. you took. Oh, I, yeah, have, right. <laughs> I, I have I have stories. I have stories. Okay, Janet, okay. very short. Yeah, I can imagine. Love Janet. Very short. And I walked up to her and I said, I said, I said hi, Janet Garcia from MinMax, and I put emphasis on MinMax. Because I know, I know Ben will ask her, did people say MinMax or kind oh, of funny good more? call. So, so I said, I said from MinMax and she was like, yeah. And I was like, I had to give Ben that one. I gotta, I gotta mention MinMax first, but I also yeah, love for you sure. on. Kind she, of funny. Yeah. Um, good so. shit. Um, from the same show as Blessing. Yeah. Uh, Blessing Eddie Oye Jr. I took a picture with him. I, I walked up. I was like, hey dude, big fan. Uh, love your work. Like, love your voice. Like you know the the specials that he puts out and stuff are mm -hmm. always wonderful um yeah the so, blessing show good shit yeah 
yeah so they somebody offered to take a picture of us and both of our eyes are closed and it was yeah, miserable and like it. all three the of them yeah it, it was okay <laughs> yeah. it's okay though you know i feel better with my eyes being closed that his eyes are also closed so for sure, for sure. It's, it's um good. you met more in lucy from giant bomb yeah so i was game walking, spot, technically i guess game spot is maybe the bigger accolade game, there for them yeah so i was walking by them and i saw them i was like oh that's Tamor and lucy so i walked up and i was like hey Tamor and lucy and shook their hands hey. i was like love your love your work guys um you'll never eh. guess the question i'm about to ask what Tamor and lucy fucking Oh, I don't know, man. I think a kitten Krista like is they're... more so. Oh, we'll get to that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, we've really fucked up our podcasting yeah. career, to be quite honest. Because Did anyone ever a... listen? <laughs> oh, okay. Listen, I don't think it's going to be many people's first time listening to Gameless, but if they didn't listen to last month, we happen to have a conversation based off of the... <laughs> Based on the, we were talking about the Disney Dreamlight Valley showcase, which I was really hot on, and we were talking about Kit and Krista, and it somehow came up <laughs> our our Kit and Krista and item, and as you can imagine, it it went too far, <laughs> and and then we left it in the show because who the fuck cares? Whatever, it's twenty twenty three. We can talk about these things. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Um, a little awkward that mere <laughs> weeks later. Colin bumps into Kit and Chris outside the show. <laughs> and not only that, these are the first people that Colin, all right, sends me a Discord message with a picture of Kit and Chris from like across the street and goes, Is this Kit and Chris? And I said, Yes, get a picture. Don't mention our podcast. <laughs> Dude, I was like, I was like, I think that's Kit and Krista. And then as oh, soon as I no. walked up to them, as soon as I walked up to them, some other nerd walked up and was like, Hey, Kit and Krista, I, 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 I love your stuff. Can I get a picture? Um, you a Nintendo minute? Yeah, so uh, you know I was crazy. Mm. I don't know. I don't think you follow them on anything, but um, oh. right before they saw you, they were at dinner with Reggie. They posted a picture like uh, at dinner with Reggie because they were oh. super tight for years. He was the president of Nintendo of America, yeah. and they were yeah. Nintendo Minute. They were doing the podcast and the Treehouse Lives and all that stuff. Um, I think they spent a lot of time together, so they were able to meet up in LA, which is pretty cool, like lore. But uh, would have been cool if you met Reggie too, of course. Yeah, that would have been cool. Uh, I did see Doug Bowser walk by, and I didn't get a picture with him. That's right. I made fun of Doug Bowser's uh, bald head. He, think, uh, he, you know, he, he's very small, but he's kind of intimidating. Yeah, he's got that, that CEO energy. Like yeah, sexually harass you or something. <laughs> I don't. Know. I'm sure he's great. <laughs> Anyways, I met bad Chris video now. game industry joke. Um. Then this is a really good one, I think. A good pull. Yeah. Meeting ben ben Star is a hot star. Ticket. I was outside Starbucks, so I okay. I was actually Starbucks. I I feel I feel something? like a I feel like a creep for the way I did this, but there's a big hotel between uh the show like the Microsoft Theater, or there's a there's there's a street between the hotel and the Microsoft Theater, and <laughs> lots of the big people just stay at this hotel because it's just a walk away like so close and i was just standing there and that's where i saw um that's where i saw uh kitten krista that's where i saw ben star that's where i saw sarah bond that i should have gotten a picture with that's yep. where i saw um 
I think in Doug 10 Bowser. years, Sarah Bond is going to have Phil Spencer's role, right? Absolutely. Right. Head of gaming yeah. at Microsoft, Xbox, yeah. or whatever. Um, so Ben Starr had walked out of his hotel, walked into Starbucks, and I said, Jake, Ben Starr just walked into Starbucks. I'm going to camp outside. Yeah, <laughs> and then I was, sure. I was standing outside, and I was like, F it. I'm going to go inside. So he was just standing there waiting for his coffee, and I was like, hey, Ben Starr. Also, this was the most nervous I was all night, was meeting Ben Starr. He has yeah. an energy about him, dude. He's awesome. He's so, like, electric and so kind. He's the hottest person in the room, and it's not fucking Absolutely. close. Wherever Absolutely. Wherever he goes. 100%. And he he, his voice it. is so attractive, too. He has yeah, a wonderful yeah, yeah. voice. But I yeah. walked up to him. I was like, hey, Ben Starr, loved you in Final Fantasy. Uh, loved you as Clive. You did a wonderful job. You're, nomin you know, you're nominated for uh, Best Performance like you got my vote like it was wonderful um yep and uh he's like yeah yeah i'm getting like the pre-show jitters out with this coffee in case i win i was like hey you totally deserve it and i was like uh also said um you're really dope for helping out min max with their little charity auction stream with oh, your little yeah, e the date e dating for thing. sure yeah so uh and then i asked if i could get a picture and i was like all right well i'll get out of your hair now but have a great show um but ben star was one of those few people there there are a few people that stand out that I met. Ben Starr was one that took time to ask about me. And he was like, yeah. well, well, what's your name? What do you do? Are you in the industry? Like, um, yeah. he would ask about me and it was very kind. It was very Who else kind did? Guy. Greg Miller. Oh, uh, we'll get there. Well, we can do it right now. Greg Miller. That's fucking awesome. And you know what? Greg's got the personality that that would be the case. Yeah. He yeah. Seems so like a Greg, genuinely good dude. Absolutely. Greg Miller. I walked up. I was like, "Hey, man, love love your stuff. You know, uh, love love your voice." And when I say that, I don't mean like the sound of their voice. I just mean like the fact that they're saying important mean. things. Um, yeah, like making fun of PC gaming. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but I was like, I was like, uh, I was like, you I literally just troglodytes. Just watch your your retweet that you did of your uh, your speech at the Game Awards couple or your old speech at the Game Awards. He's like, yeah, hey, it's not good. that old. He said, I'm not that old. And I was like, yeah, hey, you're right, you're right, you're right. Uh, but then I was talking to him and he was like, uh, so are you in the industry? And I was like, no, actually, I, I, uh, I this, is, this is like my, I do this for fun. Um, I'm actually a pharmacist. I was in town for a pharmacy thing. Uh, and I was at that moment, I was like, yeah, I actually have a podcast. And he was like, oh, really? And then right at that moment, some other dumbass interrupted, stepped in between me and Greg and said, hey, Greg, I'm really a fan of your work. Can I get a picture? And I'm like, <laughs> I was, I was, Jake, I was, I was moments away from pitching game list to Greg and giving him our, <laughs> our QR right. code. You got to do it next year. Moments away. Uh, and then afterwards, okay. afterwards, Greg was like, you want a picture? And I was like, absolutely. And then he gave me a hug. He was so kind. He gave me a hug. <laughs> it's a good picture, too, with the arm on. He knows yeah, his stature. I, I hate that they're all selfies and everything, but I didn't have nice. any option. Um, yeah, 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 for sure. So. Next year, you'll yeah. have me with you. We'll be yeah. trading off. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there we go. Um, you took a prom picture with Mary Kish. Mary <laughs> Kish, Fire yeah. Escape. The head of Twitch. I feel like we, tell, we always say like she's from yeah. Firescape. She's the head of community. I think that's her role, the head of community, community manager. Yeah, something like Queen that. Queen of the community, I believe, is the official role uh, at Twitch, which is a, a big role. She does all of the uh, like keynote addresses at TwitchCon and shit like that. And yeah, I uh, awesome. I did say love you at Firescape 
cast because I don't really care about her role at Twitch, but you know, cool. I think she has more fun as Sky Firescape anyway. So yeah, uh, Paris Lily. Yeah, Paris. I was I I told him I said, you know, what would you do again? I had the same kind of intro for everything. Um, You're allowed to. But uh, I was like, also said, now I'm a PlayStation man, but I do love everything. to hear he's, you on kind of funny. He's on X-Cast. Yeah, I know. He, he was, plays everything. He plays everything. He, he, chuckled, he chuckled at it. I don't know if it was a politeness chuckle or if he actually was like. Yeah, I'm sure he's having yeah. a good time. He was very nice. Dope. Also very kind. Um, yeah. Last but not least, Daniel motherfucking Bloodworth. <laughs> I, no, I don't think you listen to Easy Allies as much as I do, nor do you really have. Like, you know who he is, right? Like, you've seen this no. man before? No, no. never. So <laughs> I feel so dumb taking a picture with him, Jake. I literally, I turned around in line. I was like, I was like, man, this looks like the guy that Jake told me to take a picture with. So <laughs> yeah, I, dude, I, I love up, blood words. I, I scrolled up in your in the chat with you, and I was like, yep, yeah, that's him. I was like, oh, yeah. I, take I said, you yeah. said who, and I sent a picture. I go, you can't miss him. <laughs> yeah, he's the only so person I, all night that's taller than you. I literally walked up to him. I was like, I was like, yo, blood, can I get a picture? I was like, I don't know if people call him blood, but I like people that's what blood. I said. So yeah. uh, he was like, he was like, yeah, he was literally right behind me in line to get in, like, hell yeah, right there. Um, and uh, I got a picture with him because I figured you would appreciate it. So <laughs> good I, stuff. This is the one that um, definitely felt like the most like corporate shill I've ever been. I don't even know who this person is. I just know they're <laughs> yeah, important. You need the photo up. And then here's you cheesing in front of the Game Awards stage. This was a cool picture to get b- before because we didn't get a look inside the venue. We hadn't seen the stage all night. And you sent oh, this yeah. to me like 40 minutes before the show even started. Uh, and that was cool because I streamed this whole thing also. Um, chat, if you guys... I call, I call everybody chat now. I did this mm. on the night of the fucking show, okay? We're watching the Game Awards and it goes to... E.G. Onuma, you know who that is? Uh, no. He's the director of all the Zelda games. Um, and I go, oh, Onuma's in chat. And I go, okay, that's actually an audience. That's not my chat. That's not how the world works. Yeah. But, uh, um, I- listeners, if you do want to see some reactions and see, I think what I've done a poor job of here is pitching that there's like a half hour, 40 minute conversation between you and I on Discord video uh, where we kind of like you send to me these pictures as we're going. We're talking about what you're seeing there and what we're doing uh, over on my YouTube page because I streamed like an hour and a half early on the Game Awards so that you and I could kind of connect and do like a little bit of a pre-show thing from afar. So that yeah. is available if you kind of want some more stuff. But when I was live streaming it, this was a cool picture to get to show the people that were watching live because we kind of got an inside scoop, I feel like, for like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. We get to see inside the building before the uh, the show actually begins, which was Yeah, rad. you should have asked for more pictures. I could have gotten more pictures like that. Yeah, um, who knew? I hate, I hate that picture specifically. I was kind of pissed. <laughs> That's good. I the, just the cards. So like last, last time I was there, since it wasn't open to the public, like I, I went up on stage last time and took pictures on stage. Um, yeah. This time, since it was closed, there was since it was open, and because of the crap last year, it was so much more locked off. Uh, there sure, were guards yeah, everywhere, so and they wouldn't stan- they wouldn't let me. Yeah, they the wouldn't word. let me anywhere closer to the stage than that. So that was as close right. as I could get. And there was there was actually a security guard hiding under my shoulder. I was like, "Can I get a picture?" And he's like, "Yeah, just be quick so other people don't see you." So. Yeah, uh, he, he let me get up close er, and get the picture. So, yeah, um, it was awesome. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of how to go over like the Game Awards results because they don't matter all that much. It's kind of more just like I think it's uh interesting for us. Let's just is go it, over. Is it on the list? Is it on the list? 
Yeah, I, I did it. I updated it and I wrote down like uh, who got oh, yeah, what right good. and whatnot. So, okay, I can I can do it. I can read through it. Yeah, but it's not good. It's not good content. You know what no, I mean? No, I I think it's good because I won. So all right, I'll, so I'll, 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 I'll let me let me crush through it. We can okay, talk yeah, about yeah. it extremely briefly if we really want to. But what I mean to say is I don't want to spend much time here because this should be like, listen, if you're listening to this, maybe you should fast forward three minutes. You know, like this isn't all that interesting. I don't feel like and I don't have like slides for it or anything. Um, and they're not in order either. So most anticipated. I'm only gonna, I'm not going to do personal picks of what we voted for. You can go listen no. to the prediction show if you want to listen to that. Just, this We're is just, just a bet to see who won. Who, this is it. Who so it's all, I'm going over who we predicted would actually win and who got it right. For most anticipated, we both thought Rebirth would win. Rebirth won. We both thought for best adaption, adaptation, adaptation. Fuck man, I'm never gonna get that right. Um, the Last of Us is what we both thought. The Last of Us won for best multiplayer. I thought that. Oh, didn't Baldur's Gate three win? Did I do this backwards? Baldur's Gate. Baldur's yeah, Gate Baldur's 3 won. Oh, you stomped one. me. I actually have my tally wrong. I recorded that incorrectly. I guess Street Fighter 6, you guess Baldur's Gate. So that puts you at... Oh, no. Oh, don't don't spoil the numbers. Don't spoil the numbers. Um, uh, best sports in racing, I guessed FC24. You guessed motorsport. It was motorsport. Best sim and strat, we both get best guest pikmin it's pikmin best family we both guessed mario it's mario best fighting we both guessed street fighter it's street fighter best rpg we both guessed fuck baldur's gate 3 <laughs> you suck Italian. and i fucked this one up too bro i was technically i was live when i was recording this oh my god you fucking stomped me holy shit are you in this right now are you looking at this yeah yeah i'm, I'm looking at those green for me yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um Best action adventure, you guessed Tears of the Kingdom. I guess Spider-Man 2 because I'm an idiot, I guess. And Tears of the Kingdom 1, thank fucking God. Uh, get the Baldur's Gate 3 one that I fucked up too up there. Um, um, best action, I guessed Hi-Fi Rush, you guessed Remnant 2, and I don't think either of them won. Something else No, did. neither of them won. I don't remember what it was. Uh, VR, we were both wrong. I guessed Horizon, you guessed Gran Turismo, RE Village won. Uh, yeah. For accessibility, we both guessed Spider-Man 2, Forza won. I cannot believe Forza won. That's crazy. I guess it's got a lot going on for it. Uh, for guess. best community support, uh, we I guessed Final Fantasy fourteen. You guessed No Man's Sky. We were both Baldur's Gate wrong. three won that Baldur's one. Gate yeah. is crazy. Uh, best mobile, we both guessed Honkai Star Rail. We were both correct. Best debut indie, we both guessed Cocoon. We were both correct. Best indie, I guessed Sea of Stars. You guessed Dave the Diver. I was correct. Best ongoing, I voted fourteen. You voted Cyberpunk. You were correct. Games for Impact, baby. We both guessed Chia, and we were both correct. I'm so happy Chia got to bring home a fucking game award. That made me so happy. They have a great... None of them were there. Uh, Shu went up and accepted it, because they had that partnership for PlayStation yeah. Plus, yeah. which Shuhei was really Yoshida. cool to see uh, Yoshida up there. But also, they posted... Um, it's Awaseb. A-W-A-C-E-B are the developers of this game. They have, like, 2,000 followers on Twitter. Tiny little fucking studio. Um... They posted a reaction of all of them in the room winning. It's like 20 seconds long. It's such a cool video. It make, it'll make you feel good if you want your heart to be full. Go watch that. Best performance, I guessed Idris Elba. You guessed Yuri Lowenthal. We were both wrong because the guy from Baldur's Gate won, whose name I definitely remember, but I'm just not saying it now. As yeah, a joke. me too. Yeah, me too. Uh, best audio, I guess Alan Wake 2. You guessed Alan Wake 2. The answer was Hi-Fi Rush. Hi-Fi Rush. Good for them. I'm glad they got to take one home yeah, too. I'm, they I'm did spread they the wealth. Home. Honestly, yeah, they did. Which they was did. nice this year. Truly, 
Um, best score, you guessed Alan Wake 2. I guessed Final Fantasy 16. I was correct. I, I still think that's a travesty that Alan Wake 2 didn't win when they literally played a musical number from Alan Wake 2 at the Game Awards. Yeah, but uh, it's the fucking moment, man. If, uh, if it would have come out during you know, guess, the month know. that Final Fantasy came out. If Alan Wake 2 would have come out in July and Final Fantasy 16 would have come out in November... Then we would have been watching a Final Fantasy 16 performance, probably. I don't know. No. Recency bias. Best art, Alan Wake 2 won. You got it that right, I guess, Tears of the Kingdom. This is where you fucking swept me in like the four biggest categories. I got none yep. of them right. You got all of them you, right. You let your you let your your opinions blind you. No. I know. I did a I did a bad job this year. I really did. Uh and I won last year too. I went back and looked. Um Best art, I guess Tears of the Kingdom, you guessed Alan Wake 2, you were correct. Best narrative, I guessed Baldur's Gate 3, you guessed Alan Wake 2, you were correct. Best direction, I guessed Tears of the Kingdom, you guessed Alan Wake 2, you are correct. In Game of the Year, I guessed Tears of the Kingdom, you guessed Baldur's Gate 3, you were correct. And I was correct. You got 17 correct, I got 11 correct. You fucking smoked me. We did off of a... Yeah, we we did do picks for the esports stuff, but it was mostly us guessing, and we actually deleted the first like fifteen minutes of the podcast where we were talking about that shit <laughs> last yeah. episode because it wasn't interesting. We neither of us had a horse in any race, and I ended up like somehow getting five out of those six right by guessing off of names alone. But it doesn't That's count. You, you smoked me seventeen eleven. Good stuff, dude. Way I'll to keep it. your uh, way to keep your ear to the ground and have a pulse on the gaming world, in the gaming community. Yeah, that's it to talk about for the game awards. I'm just kidding. There's so much more to talk about the game awards, bro. There's this so was such more. a banger show. We got to talk about all of the announcements. So actually, I have them. I yeah. I do want to talk about that quickly. Sure. Your opinion on the show? You're 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 dreadfully awful at overhyping things and then being let down after. How did you feel about the show? I, you haven't actually talked to me about it. Yeah, I had a good read on the show this year, man, because I overhyped it. Whenever something, the good news about overhyping things is when something comes out and it's hype, I look right. And it's the best thing to be right about. This is a great, this is a great fucking show. I honestly think this is one of the best game awards ever. Um, Really? It's tough. There's maybe bigger, like, surprises at other Game Awards. Like, last year's Hades 2 announcement was really spectacular for me, and they opened the show with that. Um, It's almost what God of War could have been if that DLC was, like, a standalone pseudo-sequel, like a Miles Morales-type deal, and not... I will uh, say, that was the absolute loudest the crowd ever got that night. Yeah, because that that pop was for seeing Kratos and thinking that they were getting a sequel. It wasn't for... They, it was no, DLC, but, you know. They, it was still just as loud at the end as it was at the loudest point of the rest of the night. Okay, okay, yeah, maybe. I guess, I guess not. Maybe. I guess you're right because you were there. But yeah. I think, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, overall, the show I think was really good, and I think it was impressive mostly because there were zero leaks. Nothing was really leaked sure. out like there That's was like a lot of yeah. speculation that we'd see monster hunter and stuff like that and some of the bigger stuff has maybe been teased in the industry but we didn't know that we were going to see it there i think that they did a, a bang up job and i think it was a there's been a lot of people that are complaining about what the game awards are and it's a conversation that again we kind of focus on like funny negativity and not and a lot of positivity here on this show so i don't want to get into like what the game awards should be and if they should take a stand against layoffs or if people need more time to accept awards but 
my my stance on that is that the game awards this year is the perfect balance and i know people want to say well get them their flowers blah 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 well, and it's like listen if you like having your 10 to 30 million viewers for the game awards if you like having people get excited and multi-stream this thing you need to let keely continue doing what he's doing and build the hype machine because if this was just two hours of people handing out awards and fucking accepting things you'd be streaming it to fucking fifty thousand people yeah can i actually <laughs> go watch the dice awards real quick yeah you is- can for sure People, so there's a picture on Twitter that's going crazy. A please wrap it up picture, like on a TV, on the a Oscars, man. It people are like uh, are under the assumption that that's new this year because of uh, Christopher Judge's speech last year. This isn't new. It's it's been like this forever. They had that whenever I was there in 2021 before Christopher sure. Judge's seven minute long speech. They've mm-hmm. had they gave developers instructions saying, hey. You you do this. You have thirty seconds to give a speech, so have a, a thirty second speech prepared. Like they're not blindsiding these people with the fact that they only have thirty seconds. They know sure. this going into it, and I think that people that have I don't know hard feelings that developers don't get longer to talk. I, I think there's I think there's a reasonable complaint there. I do. I would like for the the winners to talk longer. I would be I would be okay listening to them talk sure. longer. They deserve it. But I don't want people. I I I think the misconception that this is a new thing and that Jeff Keeley's just shutting them up to get more ad revenue. I think that's the wrong way to look at it. That's just how award shows are. Even and, if Jeff Keeley is shutting them up to get more ad revenue, who the fuck are they to say that I should have more time to talk? You, you didn't pay admission to get into this thing. You were invited exactly. out here. Yeah. You were brought on this fucking multi-million dollar stage because of what Keeley and his company have done to create this show. Yeah. It's not a fucking yeah. democracy. <laughs> like this is no, no. Uh, it's easy to just think about this as like the video game industry. It's like the Academy Awards are just an academy of people who are putting these things on. Like if you go and look at other award shows, this is carried much differently for a reason. This is not this is something that's built from the ground up. We're on the 97th annual Academy Awards. This is the yeah. ninth Game Awards. You know what the I mean? Ninth. Like, yeah, yeah, he had he had like the game, the VGAs or whatever before this on Spike and whatnot. But for all intents and purposes, this is a very new thing, and it's put on by people with a lot of passion for the industry, and they're making something that is entertaining first and foremost. And if you don't yeah. have those reveals, if you don't have people coming out and announcing video games, then you don't have the viewership that you want, and you don't get your moment in the sun and in the spotlight that you wish that you would have had comparatively. If this was just awards, you'd be making that acceptance speech, not to millions of people, but to thousands of people. And I think exactly. that, that and difference, if they had to trade, they wouldn't take that fucking trade. This is what allows... That's why people don't watch the DICE Awards is because there's nothing for people that get excited about new things to see. For sure. And, for and, sure. and, and sure, it sucks, but like I wasn't there to watch the developers get awards i was there to watch new trailers in person yeah an ample 30 seconds and and i also it's not me being unappreciative of developers and the hard work that they do absolutely not absolutely not yeah it's just how it is it's it's not a democracy and people people get caught like they get butthurt that hideo kojima gets seven minutes on stage when the winners get 30 seconds it's Jeff Keeley's show. What are you going to do you about it? you make fucking Metal Gear, then you can... Yeah, absolutely. I'm with sure. you, man. Also, I, I will say one of my complaints, I I think it was less so this year, 
but I wish we would stop inviting so many celebrities, I guess. Cause this mm. year I say it was better, I think, because Matthew McConaughey gets a pass because he's in the game. Sure. Uh, God, I forgot. Anthony Mackie, I think, is kind of gets a pass. He was in Twisted Metal. Twisted Metal video and, game adaptation, and it's uh, up for adaptation. Award. And it's up for an award, yep. and <laughs> and he evidently he, he his like his kids or he's a video gamer or something there. Um, like I have a gamer in the family. Simu Liu is a gamer, so I think he's probably the one that fits the least. I I Walton Goggins the cast from Fallout is good. Yeah, he was there two years yeah. ago. I remember he was there too. Simu Liu was there when I was there last time. But also Simu Liu's in in the game, so I mean that's a pass there too. I feel oh, like yeah. And um, and then there's Timothy Chalamet, who Xbox 360 modded controller. Yeah, so it's like I think this year they did a better job than past yeah. years. Um, listen, man, you can't decline like the. It's the same thing as like advertising revenue is like if you can get Matthew McConaughey on your stage, man. People are gonna watch fucking, Matthew McConaughey. That's a retweet like that you really yeah. want to have, you know? I yeah, I just think I think they we the games industry is slowly moving away. What? <laughs> I'm just aesthetic. thinking about Walton Goggins giving the fucking. Uh, oh my God. What did they present? Was it best adaptation? Yeah, it was. It was for. It was, yeah, it was. Oh my God. Okay, adaptation. Yeah. Best adaptation. Adaptation. It was. Yeah, it was. Okay. It was Xbox giving PlayStation an award. Okay, so here's what happened though: is he reads the fucking he list of the best games game and all that, to. and he goes, and the award for best game like <laughs> this guy is ready to get the fuck off the stage yeah but then also he just said best game is the last of us which is not un like there's a case to be made there like it is kind of fair and he did sure. technically award it so when people ask you what the best game is walton goggins he chose. <laughs> it was it was funny because when he said that everybody in the place like leaned over and they said he said best game instead of yeah. best <laughs> so funny also, also that guy Lord help him, but he's an ugly dude. Like if he's he can become motherfucker, Uncle Baby if he Billy, can become famous. Maybe I can too. I, I yeah, just, sure. Why not? Yeah, but um, that's oh, my you know what I was thinking, bro. You look a lot like Sam Lake. Really? Yeah. Is it the hair? If you a little bit the hair. Oh. If you grew it out a little bit more and did it, rocked the pinstripe suit, and then just did like dude. the cowl that he kind of does, like the. Yeah, you could do it. You could pass as Sam Lake's kid. <laughs> I'll Is do Sam it. Lake your father? Well, that would be so cool. <laughs> Except for the fact that I'm like probably like a whole foot taller than Sam Lake. It's true. Do the dance. You put the hands up and then you put them down. And right? be the champion of life. <laughs> yeah. See the, the spinning image, Sam Lake. <laughs> um, which you guys were surprised to see that I was actually tall in those pictures. Lots of people. I think uh, I knew that you were tall, but I, yeah, I think chat I think was. I think you did, but chat thinks I'm short. I guess just because I'm always sitting down. And then My whenever chat I'm like fucking five three. Yeah, what is that? Why do people think we're I short? Like six. I've got like six two energy, bro. I'm like five ten in three quarters. Uh, but you yeah. got to under promise, over deliver. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Whatever. Should we get into the games that were shown off? We should. We should. Remember how we said we were going to let this segment run 20 minutes? We're fucking gameless. No, right we're gameless okay, yeah, so hard. I, I, think it's, I think it's a good conversation to have. Good conversation. Yeah, yeah, it went places I wasn't expecting it to as well. Nice to have a... Nice to go back and forth on that kind of shit. Absolutely. Um, some of these we won't spend that much time on, to be quite honest. Like Brothers Tale of Two Sons Remake, a game that I never played. Uh, Same. 
and I would like to. I've always wanted to, yeah. Yeah, of course. This is uh, Joseph Ferris's first uh, effort. Guy yeah, loves is, the idea is... of multiplayer-ish stuff or controlling two characters at the very least. Yeah, but yeah. Pretty cool, is, and uh... what an excuse to get our hands back on this. Like, this is going to be something that I feel like is just such easy fodder for, like, March or April's game list episode where we'll both get through it in four hours, we'll both have completed this game, we'll both talk about it, and it'll probably fall somewhere on our early, like, first quarter list, you know? Yep, this isn't being remade by Hazelight, though. Sure. Uh, this is a Code remake, made, though, right? Uh, yeah, kind of. This is the remake by Avant Garden SRL. That's the studio's name. Avant Garden. I like that's Avant- a good name. Yeah, Avant Garden. Um, so Avant- they're remaking Avant Garde type of play on I, words. I there. Don't, yeah, I guess so. I don't know if they're gonna make it like bigger or anything, but it is the remake. So it's not yeah. being headed by Hazelight, but I guess it's got his stamp of approval. Sure. Um, Exodus. This is the Matthew McConaughey thing that he introed, and it is a yeah Mass Effect looking video game. Very much so. It. He started talking about like time dilation and stuff, and I'm like, "There's no way we're about to get an interstellar game." Like it was very fucking interstellar. Yeah. I I thought I thought he was about to introduce the first game like produced by Christopher Nolan, and I was about to lose it. I was about to lose my mind. Um. And uh, it looks good. It just looks like my type of sci-fi bullshit, honestly. Like, it, it, it looks really good. I fucked up the fucking overlay. I don't know what happened. I can't go full screen with my... Uh... Do you want to cut and fix that? And then... No, not really. Well, do it. Look, I just, it's, it's I'd like it to just work. <laughs> Look at it right there. It's messed I up think here. it might be the perspective of uh, just this video in particular. We can play it by ear. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll check a different video to go full screen. On we will. Oh, Let's continue no. talking about sweet things oh. for our audio listeners. You talk about God of War, and I'll try to get the video working. Uh, so, God of War. Kratos showed up. The place was electric. It was so loud, and everyone was going crazy. Um, unfortunately, I was sat in the middle of a big group of uh, esports people, so they were like the most boring, obnoxious people I've ever seen. Um, Sorry, sports guys, but it was it was something. It was something, and they were they were even excited for it. So uh, people started going crazy, and then when they found out it was a DLC and that it was a free DLC coming out in a couple of days, people lost it again. Like they were so yeah. excited. The release date is super fucking hype for Valhalla. Yeah, uh, and it's an excuse to hop back in for free as well. Like I'm absolutely yeah, I'm pretty on board. Also, uh, that key art there kind of calls back to the OG God of War key art. I don't know if you've noticed that, but it's with his back turned to the camera and his Blades of Chaos. Oh, yeah, you're right. Pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. Absolutely. Are you going to boot up and play this on Tuesday? I think so. I think so. I um, Something like that. Yeah, it feels like it. I, oh, so yeah. I haven't been able to play many games since I've been in LA for a while. So I'm, I've got to catch up on like the new Call of Duty season and I haven't played mm. any Avatar yet. Warzone I really 3. want to play Avatar. Yeah. yeah. You wanted to talk about Big Walk? I yeah. I scoffed. I scoffed here, man. Dude, this game looks so cute. I feel like it'd be totally up your alley. Really? Yeah. Oh, it, it's something about it. Game. It's weird to me. It's by the people that made... Uh, yeah, and I just Untitled played Goose Game recently. And yeah, it was Goose Game. Not good-ish. for me. Goose Game like, isn't enough. Me, but like, like this looks like something that me and Allie will kick back and play, and just yeah. 
just enjoy the, our time on the countryside. I clocked I this as very similar to Bug Snacks, which didn't click with me as well. I only played that for like 20 minutes. Bug Snacks did click with me, and I got the platinum on it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Something off about it for me. I think it's the photorealism with the cartoon characters that's weird to me. This reminds me of a TV show that I watched. Can you with... hear something? Why are you bobbing around? I'm just bobbing with the, the characters. They just stand there and bob. Oh, right. <laughs> Am I not allowed to just it. bob around, bro? No, you can bob as much as you want. Okay. We're pro-bobbing yeah. around here. Um, This reminds me of, like... Did you ever watch Pingu? No. Okay, well, those of you who have ever watched Pingu... You know what I mean? P-E-N-G-U? Yeah, I'm sure you've seen Pingu vibes about it before. Or Pingu memes. Um, there's a bunch of Pingu memes. Uh, oh. You've never seen Pingu? No, Pingu. The freaking little penguin? It's P-I-N-G-U. Okay. Okay, anyways, gives me Pingu vibes. Uh, and I'm just going to enjoy this with my girlfriend, probably. You're on it. Yep. That one's on you. Uh, real quickly, Prince of Persia, Lost Crown, showed a pretty inconsequential trailer. Uh, another good look at it. Kind of more of like the same way that we saw Avatar, where it's just so close to being released that there's nothing really new to say about it. Outside of the Stinger announcement at the end. Did you catch that? The demo? The demo, yeah, I did catch that. It was a couple a demo a couple days before it comes out, it looks like. Correct, like. yeah. It launches on the 18th of January. I'm really counting down the days for that one, to be honest. Uh, but we will have a demo on the 11th, which is cool. I think that's a good way to build hype. And I still think that this game is very interesting. Again, the Prince of Persia continuity is a little weird there's one main universe that everyone knows from like sands of time and then there's one continuity from like the 2008 prince of persia and which one is right the movie now, in none kind of inspired oh. by sands of time universe though but uh i do think that it's interesting that they have already announced that we are not actually playing this game as the prince of persia we're playing as one of his like guards so i don't know if it is actually a new continuity where we'll introduce a new prince or if the big reveal maybe towards the end of the game is that we're rescuing the prince of persia from sands of time and that it's part of this universe so kind of interesting kind of cool um and i think this is a smart move to give this kind of like new old take on prince of persia a demo ahead of time so that people can get their hands on it and see if it's for them uh, I think it's going to be good. And I, it's a discounted game, too. I think that game is only 50 bucks when it launches, if I recall correctly. Um, This is a really interesting one, dude. We got to talk about No Rest for the Wicked. Yeah, I'm total, I'm all in on this. Um, yeah, do you have Ori experience? Yeah, so I, I've played Ori 1 and 2 on my Switch. I I, I will admit, I haven't like religious, finished that's the next I'm, I'm really bad about not finishing metroidvania games if you know yeah. um but i yeah but i loved ori and this is the next game by that team and it looks so different so studios, like yeah. yeah private division um, subsidiary of 2k games i believe so it's multi-platform this time i don't yeah, it's, know it's what confirmed to be on playstation already happened is it a falling out with the developers i think they might have asked for some more money from microsoft and microsoft might have said no about ori which is crazy because Ori's IP is owned by Microsoft. It's first party through and through. It just, is Ori owned by Microsoft? Yeah, it's just developed by Moon Studios. Oh, I thought Ori was owned by Moon Studios. I could be wrong, but this game's got a great art style. It's Would you say that it's as pretty as Ori? I would say it's not as pretty as Ori. It's like 
impressive in a different way. It's got a much darker aesthetic than Ori does. I I like this more than Ori just because I like the dark aesthetic. You know I'm a freak with like the weird stuff like this. I do know so. this about you. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's got beautiful moments. The top-down isometric view is uh slick. It's a nice It's going to be nice to see what this com- uh with this company, what this studio can do uh not in 2D. So Absolutely. Yeah. In a cool, but wait. honestly, a great reveal and a great trailer. Not only is it CGI, not only is it pretty, not only is it from a cool fucking studio, but there's a ton of fucking gameplay. There's a ton of stuff to unpack here. Like, it's a good time to be a fan. Of... You know what the trailer made me think? What? What if Diablo had a cool art style? This is what it would be. Oh, it did. Check out Diablo 3. Uh, yeah, but Diablo, no, Diablo. Hell and Diablo, well, that's what Diablo it's was not before a cool art style Diablo either. 3. Yeah. Yeah, Diablo 3 just made it like Diablo 3 is so fucking lame, bro. Yeah. Diablo 4, Diablo, Diablo is just oh. so fucking lame in general. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It's just a little lame. It's such yeah. fucking I don't know, a bunch of 40 and 50-year-olds that love Diablo just tuned out. I'm kind of pissed I bought that game. I was really excited. Played the, de- Me the too. Uh, beta and really enjoyed it and then here we are and I've still not finished it. Yeah. Um the fucking Sega game announcement is the most hype that I might have got all night. I screamed fuck a lot of times when this all happened. I knew, I knew when that happened. I saw Jet Set Radio and Crazy Taxi. And it, I was like, oh, it cut God. immediately to fucking Jet Set Radio was like the biggest pop for me. Seeing that in gorgeous fucking beautiful HD was so crazy. And then the revelation of like, oh my God, that's Golden Axe. That's Shinobi. That Streets of Rage, that's crazy fucking taxi, was just such a mind blow to me. Dude, I am so excited. Do you know... Okay, without looking it up, tell me what Shinobi is. Uh, It's a game about a Shinobi. Alright, you did pretty well. Uh, What's Golden Axe? It's a game about a Golden Axe. Alright, yeah, well, you're pretty much right. It's like a... That's like an old, like, beat-em-up Shinobi... Uh, you're not far off. Yeah, it's just like a ninja game. Um, Crazy Taxi, you know. Jet Set Radio, you know. You have any idea what Streets of Rage is? It's a beat em up. Yeah, Streets of Rage Four came out not too long ago, so that might have popped on your ra- uh, radar. Yeah. Great fucking video yeah, I remember, game. As well. I remember listening to that. But really cool. Uh, I was I was really fucking freaking out for this one, and I am beyond excited to see what's next and when we get updates. It was a little bit like, here's my here's my hot take on this, and I don't think it's that hot of a take, but I think it's something that people aren't really talking about. the The common thread here is everyone's very excited for this. In reality, we got about twenty seconds of gameplay total from five separate games that are yeah. mostly just probably like if it's even a vertical slice it's probably cgi and just like proof of concept here because the last thing that we heard about sega was that sonic superstar sales didn't meet expectations and their quarter sure their fiscal year sure does end soon and i think that shareholders should would sure would love to have a little bit more faith going into fiscal year 24 so i think that this is a uh drop everything we need a trailer for the game awards to make people talk about sega in a positive light right now which i don't think is outrageous and i don't think it's wrong to do but i think it does explain a little bit of why we saw these games presented in that way as opposed to um just an individual like here's jet set radio reveal here's crazy taxi reveal here's streets of rage reveal just dropping it all at once and just being like remember sega is a little bit of an odd tactic you know 
We don't see that yeah. often. And we watch a lot of shit like this. So that's my thought. Uh, on it. If we if we take a quick step back to the whole Ori thing, I got curious and Googled why they're yeah. not working together anymore. Sure, I'd love to. Um they uh Ori is owned by Microsoft. You're right. Thigh is owned yep. by Microsoft. Um, but Moon Studio evidently has a extensive like crunch culture uh or like allegations. So the the article title is Microsoft passed on Moon Studio's next game because of workplace conditions. Uh oh, they're wow. aware of the toxic workplace environment and decided not to work with the company. Uh there there, there was a um thing pub published by Jeff Grubb, I believe. Yeah. Uh like a year or two ago that talked about the bad conditions within Moon Studio. Uh and then uh, I'll just quote this Moon Studio's decision to switch publishers was never explained before, but now it's been reported that had something to do with the recent allegations first reported by GamesBeat, which is Jeff Grubb. Um, yep. Windows Central journa- journalist Jez Corden confirmed the report right away and added that both Moon Studio's co founders resorted to personal attacks and bullying towards Xbox teams, resulting in the end of their partnership with my- Microsoft. Uh-huh. Um, so. Isn't it so weird uh, sometimes where it's like. I don't know. When you hear that, like, this is fucked. When you hear that Blizzard is, like, treating people like shit, you look at their fucking weirdo games like Warcraft and you're in, like, Diablo, and you're like, yeah, probably. Like, and someone said, like, that shit was, like, terrible at fucking Rockstar Games. I'm like, yeah, you guys make Grand Theft Auto and Bully, you fucking scumbags. But, like, Ori in the Blind Forest, that was being cunts is so crazy. And now now we see the no rest for the wicked, and it's like, well, maybe, maybe, yeah, I guess. A little on the nose. If you had to choose another title, you wouldn't be too disappointed. I know. (laughs) Fucking crazy. It's like saying, like, uh, uh, what's a good example? Like, uh, the developers of Viva Pinata, like, fucking Blair or something like that, having awful culture. Katam- the Katamari team has yeah, the Katamari <laughs> Damacy team. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> like, how yeah. can you, how can you be shitty when you're working on fucking Ori? <laughs> that's yeah, so funny, I, dude. Jeez. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's what we know so far. So oh, maybe, yeah. maybe be hesitant to support. I don't know. Yeah, go for it. It's up to you. Uh, Whatever. In 2023, apparently nobody gives a fuck about any of that. Diablo still sold a billion copies. Oh. And- I know I'm still off topic, but uh, can we talk about how poor Insomniac was shafted yet again? Yeah, they were nominated they for nice... seven awards and never didn't win a single one. In 2023, an 8.5 isn't enough, man. Dude, one day, because I, I, I sat with the Insomniac team in 2021. <laughs> you just, like, you and accepted they accepted were... that, huh? I was trying no, to I rile mean, you I mean... up by saying 8.5. Eh, I mean, it is what it is. Oh. Yeah, uh, I love it. It's it, my favorite. It, it's my favorite type of that game. It, it's just it's like just, in 2021, whenever Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart was nominated for things, the team that I was sitting with was so they were excited that it was there, but they were tired because their games like always get nominated and never win. And they're like, yeah, we just I remember podcasting something. about that. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Yeah, so I feel like they had a better chance are, with you, like I don't know. Ratchet than they did with Spider-Man this year. It's it's just a crazy year. It was an insane year. It was my game of the year that year. Yeah, it and was. You know what's it? interesting? We kind of, this is almost year, it's year two for full game list, but we did start in like October of like three years ago because we have like kind of a year zero type thing that we did. We had we a episode did our game zero. Of the year. Yeah. yeah, we had an episode zero, which was our game of the year of 
2021. That was a smart way to do it. We're the yeah. best. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. good. All right, anyways, OD. continue. Uh, let's be the podcast that spends the least time talking about OD because we don't really have a horse in the race. But I, don't I was know. in the same room as Kojima. I breathed the same air, air. Ayo Kojima, yeah. For sure. Was it sweet to the taste? Yeah. Honestly, I'll be honest. I, get it. I was more excited about seeing Jordan Peele than Kojima. I get it. Coming out to that, I got five on it. You know that song? Is that from Key and Peele? I'm no. so lost. It's a classic rap song. All right. You nope, Google the song I Got Five on it and listen to it right now. I'll talk about OD. Okay. So Hideo Kojima comes out. He comes through the door from fucking PT, which everyone is freaking out about now after the fact. And he announces that he's working on a oh, game. Yeah, this is the song. Microsoft Cloud game from a very, very long time ago that was announced actually on stage at a Keeley event, I think. Or I it was like so. a pre-recorded video in 2021, I think, at the one that you were at, maybe something like that. And this yeah, is... Yeah, right, or something like that. Kind of not much to show or say about this other than it's going to be a little bit weird and spooky, a little bit sci-fi. Uh, and he's working not just with Jordan Peele, but with a bunch of other creatives that he's calling the Avengers, which uh, probably just includes all of his Hollywood waifus like Guillermo del Toro, Jordan Peele, Nicholas Winding Refn. You know who that is? He directed Driver. Drive? Drive. Driver's in it. Ryan Gosling is Driver. Drive is the movie. Uh, Neon Demon and a bunch of other kind of mid shit to be quite honest but um, you know Kojima's got famous friends and he wants to utilize them for his games and he should so interesting to see where this is going to go if you ask me are you a big fan of I Got Five on it? well I just never put together that this was the Us soundtrack song yeah it was like a dramatic interpolation of uh... yeah yeah it's I just never put it together wow yeah. Love Us. Us is a great movie. I love his movies. Jordan Peele makes one Us. A little, little scary for me. Yeah, they're probably all too I never. I don't even watch all of Get Out. I, I, spooky. Oh, spooky, did, spooky did you watch? Did you watch Nope? His most recent not one. Not at all. Oh, no. dude, it's scary. so good. No, it's, it's not that scary. It's not that scary. It's pretty scary. I heard there's scenes that you can't forget about, and you think about them after the fact, and I don't like that. Yeah, that's fair. That, that I love yeah. that. That's what I love, though. I don't like that at yeah. all. Uh, some people. Oh, were, so yeah, some people were saying maybe he's working with Nicolas Cage on it. Um I can see that being the case. I don't know, man. Jordan Peele is enough to get me in on it. Hey, I'm realizing we can talk about this one, it'll be easy, but at the same time, can you bring up uh information on the Zao game? Because I don't have that offhand and I think we can talk about it better if we have a little bit of a reference point with some names and inspirations and whatnot. Kind yeah. of a cool game. But you wanted to add the casting of Frank Stone to yeah. this list. I quickly want to add massive, this. right? It's super massive, and uh, I can't by remember daylight team. the Dead by Daylight team. I can't remember what their yeah. name is. Uh, yeah. But I I love super massive games. Um, I eat them up. I don't love Dead by Daylight, but I will play this because I like sure. the super massive games. Um, but I just thought the it. Casting it of Frank Stone is a pretty good like double entendre or maybe, maybe triple. I don't know, but like cast the first stone is a pretty. Mm common saying and then it also looks like there's like some iron like cast iron type of shit going on with like his helmet or something can you explain what a double entendre is yeah it's like a uh it's like a double meaning like you can say a word or say something in a way or a phrase that it it will mean two things at once okay 
Al so holds her in his like Al's I'm the man of the ow. Triple entendre, don't even ask me how. That's Jay Z line. Oh, okay. Um but yeah, casting a Frank Stone. It, 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 I'm I'm gonna play it. Uh, you know. It I'm looks like Google. the next until dawn type game. But it's set in the Dead by Daylight universe, so they're doing a really good job of getting two big crowds and pushing them into one game. Uh, 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 uh. You said get Z- the Zao game, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I would love to. I would love to hear something about Zao because it's the it's the gentleman from Assassin's Creed. He voices Bayek, I believe. Wait, did he voice Bayek? I believe so. We gotta I shout thought- out regular listener future warm corpse in chat was telling me about this game and there is some really cool lore behind it this guy took a big fucking chance he also his speech was really good really heartfelt oh like, yeah it is it dude a, i'm i'm so sad a little, a little i saw him outside of the the place when i left i walked right past him i could have gotten a picture with him oh you definitely could have um at first i was like a little like all right we get it you're a gamer guy and then he started talking about why he was making the game and i was like uh-oh this game looks like it's going to be probably a really good time, but also probably pretty tough to work on this game for four years and then two years into its development cycle, see that Prince of Persia game get announced and it looks identical to it. But um, yeah. the game itself does look good and it's the first effort from his studio and he's making it for all the right reasons. What's his name? Uh, Abu Bakar Salim. That I sounds think I right. Abu Bakar Abu Bakar Salim. Hopefully, I pronounced that yeah. right. Uh, he, yeah, he did nice... play Bayek. Dude, I knew he sounded so familiar, and he played yeah. in uh, HBO's Raised by Wolves, which I have not seen. But I, I was like, I was sitting there, I was like, why does this guy sound so familiar? Oh, Raised by Wolves is the Ridley Scott joint, right? I don't know. I've never watched it. Prometheus, Alien. I think it is. But yeah, this game looks fucking good. I bet it'll be. I bet it'll be a good time. Uh, and I think it's got enough distance in between. Prince of Persia, and when this game comes out, that it'll be okay. I think it just it really does. Twenty twenty four. It does. It arguably one could argue that without the license, that it might look better than Prince of Persia. Yeah, I hope Who's it does say? well because every everybody in the area, in the, everybody in the auditorium was very receptive of his speech. Yeah, it's got a lot of like Black Panther type of vibes too, where like it's got like even the sound effects in the soundtrack. It's going that like. That you hear in like uh, actually really fucking, good in Black Panther, yeah, right? I listen to that soundtrack a lot, dude. The Kendrick Lamar soundtrack from the first uh, movie, yeah, yeah, is so fucking sick. Um, uh, but you hear a lot of that DNA in there. It's inspired by the African Bantu tales. Sounds right. Um, I'm sure it's all quote, inspired by that same sound too. A, a quote that he said, um, a quote that he said in his speech was, "Games to me are the most powerful mediums to share stories." My late father introduced me to the medium, and what better way of honoring him, our relationship, and loving than through this experience? I mean, it so, sounds right. It's big. I, I, I definitely, I'll probably, buy, I'll probably pick it up. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fucking awesome. Yeah. I, I think I will do the same. I'm, I'm here for it. And it, yeah. it's like that, that kind of thing too is like you and I are the target audience of like. That game could be like 80% interesting to us, but seeing somebody like that explain their game the way that they did on stage makes me want to support it even more. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. We'll do so. Yep. Let's talk about the best moments of the entire Game Awards. Oh, yeah. I got got to listen to that uh, orchestra live. That was awesome. 
this shit rattled me so much. We're talking about Final Fantasy VII Rebirth showing from Jeff Keighley saying that it was going to be the orchestra and then say composed by Nobuo Uematsu, who is the fucking granddaddy of Final Fantasy music, still crushing it all these years later. And then playing this brand new song that interpolates some of the main theme from Final Fantasy VII. It was a very overwhelming thing to watch live on stream. And it was like part visual performance, part trailer, part orchestral thing going on. And I wasn't really able to absorb it. But when I did have like a second and I started to like think about like the lyrics and stuff, I started to get a little fucking emotional. I was like, oh, my God, this is absolutely unreal. And then it was that combined with the hype of like we saw Sid for the first time and heard his voice and he sounds fucking perfect. Lots of like Vincent shots. All of a sudden you started to really get a feel of like this is the first look at all of Final Fantasy VII's remake trilogy. You know, every character is here present and accounted for. I'll be honest, this kind of, this trailer kind of annoyed me. Um, it was awesome. Oh, the trailer didn't annoy me. The reception to it did. Um, it was awesome seeing this in person and listening to the mm. singing in person. It was wonderful. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, but it annoyed me because I'm someone who played Final Fantasy VII Remake, not the original. And sure. I've seen so many just straight up spoilers on Twitter since this trailer has come out. I don't know where they're coming from and why people are saying things on Twitter like this, but I've seen things that I know in a way it won't spoil it because it's such a change, but it, it has me expecting things that I game is being created. So here's the thing is that the game assumes that, you know, who Luke Skywalker's father is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and I don't, I don't, well, here's the thing is that like by a second into this video game, you you will know. And it's actually alluded to quite heavily in Final Fantasy VII Remake 1. Do you know the biggest spoiler of Final Fantasy VII now? Can you say it for us? The statute of limitations on spoilers for a 30-year-old game is gone. Well, but 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 I don't... No, I don't know. I, I think Aerith dies at some point. Correct. And, and Genova is... Or I don't know, Geneva. Genova. Genova, I don't know. It's like, I just know that's important, and that's about all I know. Yeah, Genova's in the first thing, like in in remake. Um, yeah, I know not, Genova's. That, that's yeah. not like a, there's nothing really spoilery about Genova. Sephiroth, like uh, Sephiroth used to be a friend, and now he's not. He got corrupted or something. You Zach have no is idea. Dead. None of the other stuff is like. No, I don't know anything at all. Like the big thing that the only thing that they assume that, you know, is basically it's the equivalent of Luke's Luke's dad is Darth Vader is like you can't put out you can't put out what's it called? Episodes one, two and three, the prequels without the like public assumption of like this is Anakin Skywalker's story, Darth Vader, you know, Darth Vader turns into Anakin. I feel like I feel like remake did a really good job with me not knowing like it was a great experience me not knowing so hmm. i don't yeah. know i, I feel like ending I... of but the ending of remake for the people that have played through remake already basically cleared the pathway i feel like in some ways to be like hey just so you know what you know doesn't matter anymore because well yeah pretty rails. much the only thing i know is like this is like an alternate universe or timeline or something weird like that it what it seems to be pointing towards is that not only is it alternate universe but it's multiple alternate universes which has already been explored in final fantasy 7 remake um was it really? less a little bit mostly in like the scene with zach where it's like almost where he like was walking to 
Yeah, like I just thought that meant he was. The big, the big giveaway at the end of Final Fantasy VII Remake. This is like spoiler territory. Was that a really different? Point. Was that a different timeline? So the the way that you indicate that it's a different timeline is something's up if you if you're a knower if you're a Final Fantasy VII knower. But the thing that they show is there's a bag of chips that flies by and it shows the bag of chips has stamp on it. But stamp is a completely different dog. It's not the stamp that we've been looking at the entire time. It's like a little fucking terrier or something like that instead of like a hound. So at the beginning of oh. that, it's sort of indicating like that's their heavy handed like, hey, just so you know, this is not things are not what they seem here in this part of this scene. Uh, we'll get into it more as we get into Rebirth. But here's what I'll tell you. Don't be don't be hurt about that. I know it feels weird, but I think they're going to pull it off. And the thing that the reason why this is so impactful for me, the reason why I love this trailer so much is because of its subversion of expectations. There's things happening in this trailer that do not make sense to anybody, whether you played remake, the original game, watched all the supplemental stuff, you can try to figure out what's happening, but there are more questions than answers posed in this trailer. And what happened was, is they showed a brief version of this trailer at the Game Awards, and now yeah. there's a full version of it too. Well, I saw longer. someone that looks a lot like Jess. Yeah, Jesse's in this trailer, a hundred percent, singing at the Golden Saucer. Yeah, it's gonna that, destroy I'm, me. I'm into it, dude. I want, I want Jesse yeah. back. A hundred percent. It's fucking yeah. nuts, um, dude. I'll, I'll take Jesse over Aerith or Tifa. Oh, you're out of your mind. I, and also, I'm all. I think I'm a fucking Aerith guy all of a sudden too. There's some, there's Aerith, some hot Aerith's moments in this. There's some good yeah. moments. Oh yeah, dude. I was sending you pictures the other day. You were, you were. Listen, the way that I'm, I'm positioning things from now on is like I'm a Tifa guy through and through forever. But I now ship every combination of characters in Final Fantasy. I, I ship Cloud and Barrett. I clip, I ship Red Thirteen and Zack. Like I don't give a fuck. I want them all to do things. They're fucking too good. It's too good. And this trailer absolutely triggers me. So I watched it for the first time after the show alone, and I was immediately in fucking tears. And that's now, Jess. Jesse. Jesse. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Who is um, that behind Cloud right there? It's like Barrett, but in a demon costume or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll get there. <laughs> and they're all in like, oh my God, it's so fucking good. Um, here's, think, here's what I'm going to do. I don't understand any of this. I'm going to go into shouldn't. it blind just like I did the Absolutely. 2021. Yeah. You'll have a wonderful time, and then we'll talk about it, and you'll have an even better time speculating and moving forward. Oh, my God. They all look so good. I got to stop this. Um, the music that plays, though, is so fucking triggering to me. The lyrics and everything. It is legitimately going to be a problem when I stream this video game because I am going to be an emotional wreck. Final Fantasy VII Remake got me and I knew what was coming and it still gut punched me because of how well they fucking did it. It really it really is a fucking mind blow what they are positioning here. I am red hot obviously on Rebirth, my most anticipated game and uh, this was a phenomenal showing for it. I, I'm over the fucking moon. Yeah. Want to get to your game of the show? Blade, baby. Blade. This was, this was sick. This was undeniably hype, and I'm not even a big arcane guy. Sick. What I'm a big think? arcane guy. You, I, did, the, did people freak out? People lost it, yeah. This was yeah. probably the second loudest that they were all night was for Blade. I can imagine. Um, yeah, going into it, everybody was like watching the trailer, and I was watching it, and I was like, I was sitting there, of course, it said it was from the studio that brought you Dishonored and Deathloop. 
right at the start. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, it's Arcane Leon. So I was watching it. I was like, is this like, is it a follow-up to Deathloop? I is it, it was like a same... Dishonored 3, but it's modern or something? But it's modern. Yeah, that's kind of, that's what I was thinking. And then we got in the barber shop, and I'm like, well, maybe it's Cole from Deathloop. All of a sudden, um, I started feeling like, yeah, Deathloop 2 was coming up in chat uh, yeah. when we were looking at reactions. I was like, oh, this kind of looks the most like Redfall than anything else. <laughs> like, yeah, well, I was scared I, for a second. I was, I was like, oh, I noticed instantly it was Arcane Leon, and it's set in Paris because there was that video of the Eiffel Tower. And I was like, if we get an Arcane Leon game set in Paris, it's going to be absolute fire. Yeah, so, and then I saw the fangs, and I was like, Noah, is this like a Redfall update? And then yeah. it was this screen right here, we started like to watch the together. video version. I was like, Blade! And As we started putting it together, I fucking so cool. said it out loud. I was like, this looks like, why does this look like motherfucking Blade? <laughs> yeah. Blade comes up. Uh, and I think the trailer that we just watched on YouTube also opened with, like, the um, Marvel um title card thing like the scrolling pages that you usually see in front of like a marvel movie whereas the trailer at the game awards didn't do that they it did didn't not tease yeah. that it was marvel it was until it was that title card surprise. where it says marvel's blade which is a really good way to make people pop super cool yeah. to see them working on existing ip an ip that deserves it but uh, my question for you is um superhero genre has been I would say saturated, but not overly saturated for a little while. Like you could argue that like there's a lot going on with like Spider-Man, Marvel's Avengers, and maybe like Guardians of the Galaxy got a bad, bad rip back in like 2020, 2021. But um, for the most part, it wasn't so bad. It looks like there's a lot of AAA Marvel stuff on its way. Are we going to have a problem come 2026, 2025? Wolverine, a Spider-Man. I'm all in. Uh, I'm I'm a level. I'm all in. I mean, we've gotten Spider-Man good, Guardians of the Galaxy good, Marvel's Midnight Suns good, Marvel's Avengers bad. But well, whatever. It was one. It was one bad apple. So I I'm in. I'm I'm totally in. I I want Wolverine. I want Blade. I I feel like uh, there's there's a lot of opportunity. Also in games. I feel like it's going to be easier to get some of these games out than it would be the movies just because everything is trying to operate under the MCU banner right now. Sure. And MCU is a little messy right now. They don't have to deal with that in games. They can just do their own thing and focus on their own character. And I think theoretically in the same two year window, we're probably looking at Wolverine. We're probably looking mm-hmm. at whatever the follow up, the pseudo sequel is. What's it like? They're alluded to Silk, I guess, probably. Silk, um, I guess. (laughs) Sorry about that. There's, Um, uh, there's, uh, the Captain America and Black Panther game. Black Panther, EA Motor. There's the Black Panther game. There's an Iron Man Black Panther game. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, I, I I think it's fine. I think if they're good games, I think if they're good games, they're good games. You know. Yeah. Um, one weird thing around this. Microsoft has refused to answer if this is an exclusive. It and is. I, I have hope just because I'm blind and and I, I love playing arcane games and I really want to get the platinum of this, but they've refused to make comments on it, which has me hoping maybe it's not. Maybe they just don't want to say it yet because normally Microsoft is the first to get out there and be like, exclusive day one game pass like they they just do that all the time no matter what it's unfortunately it's turned into bad press to say that 
You know what I mean? For them, like well, people will turn around and it's usually a negative. Uh, uh, there's also, negative. I think there's this, there was this discourse within Xbox where Xbox was saying, don't worry, COD's going to be on everything. And these studios went to X- Xbox and said, why does that COD get to be on everything? But we don't. Pete Hines, mm-hmm. Pete Hines, like spoke out about this. Well, spoke out, spoke out to Phil Spencer and then the emails were linked. But um, it, I mean, I, I wonder. Sued by the FTC. <laughs> yeah, but I also wonder, it's like, I mean, maybe, maybe there's a chance. Maybe these studios think, said, hey, we want to put this on everything. I think for the existing first party studios, um, that wish and prayer is out the window now, even more than it was a year ago today, because of the fact that they got contracted into licensing out cloud streaming options for all of those Activision games. Whereas there would have been know. a better hope for things staying multi-platform within the existing first party ones, if they could make their own decisions with the Activision developed stuff, but because well, that's not the case anymore. If they already have to ship some things multi-platform, then they are going to be very greedy with the stuff that they don't have to ship multi-platform. My yeah. question is, their hardware revenues down, they're hard like down like month over month, and from what we know, their uh, their streaming revenue or like their membership subscription revenue has not increased significantly. I don't know. Maybe maybe they're getting pressure from big Microsoft that they gotta make some money somehow and maybe multi-platform it's not in their interest to bring uh fucking fucking cloud service xbox game pass to other consoles uh for the first time i i I don't yeah i don't think they would do that i think they would just push Mm -hmm. published games on other services anyways because i mean i think about like like if i am on playstation and I have the choice of paying $15 a month for Game Pass or $15 a month for PlayStation Plus. I'm buying PlayStation Plus because it gives me online services. I'm not going to buy Game Pass on my PlayStation. So I think it would make more sense to just publish Maybe games. I don't know. Exclusive. They're, they are different enough that I think that you could pay for PlayStation Plus and then be like, oh, I want to play Starfield and make a Game Pass for a month. Well, 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 your, mis- your mistake there is thinking I want to play Starfield. Um, Foolish. <laughs> but no i it's definitely it's copium i know it's copium i just i just want blade on my playstation and get the platinum for it so you want to play light no fire absolutely me too yeah (laughs) so ready to shit on this and fucking sean murray needs to hire a fucking pr person to come out and talk for him because that guy is not a good stage presence (laughs) he was was struggling up there talking wait you don't you don't like uh sean murray I like him. I think, I think Sean Murray's just awkward. I think he he's awkward. like that's why he needs I, to hire somebody to be not. No, I like it. I like. It. I think it's. Oh. I think it's genuine. I think it's. It hurt me I to watch. Like, I I think he's. I think he's really good. I like Sean Murray. I think he's been very open about the struggles of uh, No Man's Sky and how hard it was to turn around. It wasn't and, his option to be open about that. He shipped and, a very well, game in a very poor state that really you do, over, you do remember promised and underdelivered. Well, do you do you remember why it did so poorly? They they because had a it was build of it to be a bunch of shit and then wasn't well kind of but they had a build of it and their studio flooded and they lost everything and then they had oh. pressure from PlayStation to push it out and PlayStation forced it out way too early. Okay. I um, think even still, 
I think even still, if you look at the initial claims of what No Man's Sky is versus what it is right now, it's still it's not. Sur- quite- I think it. I think it surpasses. Oh, I don't think so. I think it does a lot of cool I stuff do. that we never expected, but I don't think it's quite the vision. And I wonder about this too. Obviously, there's like a bit of apprehension, but if we can nah. look at a game that's had enough time in the oven, because they said they've been working on this for five years. I saw a lot of gameplay. Light No Fire looks very cool to me. I think the thing that Light No Fire does well is can we. The premise. The premise of this game is it's one planet. It's one sure. massive planet with with like actual geography, like mountains that go miles high and oceans yeah. that are procedurally miles generated across. still, yeah. but all connected with yes. like I'm assuming fast travel. But it's very high fantasy. It it has elements of no man's sky, but I would almost say that it looks more like an Elder Scrolls type of vibe than I guess not it, Elder Scrolls. Like I don't I don't know. It it looks alien. In a way, yeah. like, but, but it's it, it's hard to describe. This looks is. like something that I wish. Uh, oh, what was that? What was that one Viking game that we played recently? Valhalla. No. Valheim. Valheim. This looks like sure. a game that I wish Valheim was. Sure. It it's looks like. Ma- Go ahead. I apologize. Oh uh, no, you're fine. It's it's one of those days. It's uh it's a massive open world, literally an open world um that everyone shares everyone online shares it so i can only imagine like when it launches what it has and then over time if it updates and they add like more technology and you see these massive these massive cities built by thousands of players evolve over time i i just i think it's gonna be so cool yeah i think what this game hits for me is that if it is this persistent online multiplayer world where everybody is connected and if I meet somebody two years into playing this game, I can fly to their end of the world and they can fly to my end of the world and they can come to my home and check out the base that I've built. I'm going to be very interested in this game because that is like a fantasy that has always existed for me. And it's something that Final Fantasy 14 does really well. Uh, world of Warcraft doesn't do, but it's something that's always been so appealing to me. And it goes back to like the root of like why you like destiny like destiny is cool because you get to go and do cool stuff and get cool weapons and make your guy look rad and then show them off to the world there's something about multiplayer video games and ownership um and like aesthetic that i think all work hand in hand to make something very appealing and i've always loved the idea in even in single player games like as far back as like i think fable was a really good early example of this of like playing fable and then buying a house in fable and furnishing that house and having like a little piece of a virtual world that feels like it's yours especially if that world is like bespoke and you know customizable is just a really cool thing and that on a grand scale is really rad and that's why i like like housing in final fantasy it's an mmo anybody from anywhere can come and check my house out that i designed and it is very like unapologetically my style that i have chosen and i love that idea for light no fire a game like valheim where you and your buddies build a base but anybody can come to that base and hang out there is something that's like really interesting to me yeah just a niche that i definitely fucking have love it light no fire is big on my radar and i will say that even if it does come out to the same follies as no man's sky i will say that I won't feel as burned as I felt when I got my No Man's Sky Collector's Edition shipped to me on day one because I will have more faith in Hello Games for future support and making good on most of the promises that are made. So It's true. Even if this game isn't a 10 on release, you know they're not going to abandon it. Right. So, Yeah, yeah. 
So I think that I think that goes a long way. Um, shadow drop, maybe the biggest shadow drop of the night. Uh, no, 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 that's still coming up. But uh, Echoes of the Fallen, the first DLC pack for Final Fantasy 16 is out now, and the Rising Tide is coming soon, and you can buy them both on PlayStation Five and play the first one now apparently it's like three hours and it takes place in the middle of final fantasy 16 story so it's like an extra chapter that would take place in between probably the probably somewhere in the third act but before the ending which is kind of cool any interest in this going back maybe i i don't know i i want to get the platinum on that game one day but i kind of landed first- in yeah Personally, I think the game's already a little bit too long. I don't know how I feel about extra chapters. I need this one to be good. I need the second one to be great, and then I will go tackle them both at the same time is where I'm at on that. I am not going to go and be like, time to play Final Fantasy 16 again, because I feel like it's going to take a lot for me to go back in there and remember how that game functions and whatnot. Um, That's why DLC is always kind of a hard sell for me. I'd like a nicer, longer standalone experience. I don't want to have that experience twice, so let's wait. We'll go make it happen. When you know, I, I still have not finished the Horizon DLC from this year. I got about an hour well, in. last year, I think. Burning Shores, yeah. It came, no, it came out in March or April oh, or shit. something like that. Yep, mm. they really yep. oversaturated the Horizon thing with the uh, Call of the Mountain and that, and they all have the same fucking key art. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, um, biggest shadow drop of the night is the finals is out, full version is out now, season one Whoop. is taking place uh i talked about this on not last episode but the episode prior to that i played the finals for about an hour and i was pretty hot on it this is the one from the battlefield developers um new studio fully destructible environments generally a pretty cool video game and it's the right price baby i downloaded it earlier today i'm gonna play it probably later tonight try to get a crew together for it yeah yeah it's gonna be really cool i think uh i think it's a fun game and i'm excited to see what it looks like in its full release um, this is an odd one. This is arguably one of the bigger, you know, trailers of the night, announcements of the night, kind of, uh, the industry's worst kept secret currently. Like, obviously there is a Monster Hunter World, Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter World, um, follow-up Monster in production. Hunter. Yeah. But when will we see it? What's it called? When is it going to release? And some people thought it was a little closer than it is. Monster Hunter Wilds is coming out in 2025, no specific release date. So it's still a ways off. But they showed off a, th- a lot of stuff that's not in Monster Hunter tech, like currently, things like flying mounts and whatnot, like a much larger, looks to be like open zone to traverse through. I don't know if it's an open world or what the deal is, but looks cool, but I'm not a Monster Hunter guy. Maybe I'll become one for this. What about you? Yeah, well, see, I gave Monster Hunter World probably 20, 30 hours, and oh, I tried cool. to get into it because one of my best friends adores Monster Hunter, um, so this one, I'll try it again. I really hope I can get into it, but currently I'm not. That's what I've always felt. Like I didn't get into Monster Hunter World on release. And because of that, I kind of felt like I was like, uh, um, I'm behind the curve here. So I don't want to really like give this the time, um, to get into it. And when I did actually you know, give it the time, it was so far past its prime that I was like, everyone's yeah. so much further ahead of me. This also is tough to like, it's one of those games where you end up with a real gnarly looking fucking inventory and I was like, I already have an inventory I'm trying to manage in Final Fantasy. It just didn't click for me, and I felt like I was behind. Then the same thing happened with Monster Hunter Rise, where it came out oh, on the yeah, Switch. On Switch. And I was like, I don't yeah. want to play it on the Switch. I'll play it on PC. Kind of as a PC, I was like, everyone's been playing this on Switch for a year. Like, I don't want to fucking mess around with this now. 
my prediction yeah my prediction is if we look at um street fighter 6 for example they did a really good job of adjusting the game to be easier for newcomers i would not be surprised if they did the exact same thing for monster hunter wilds and tried to get even more new people in Um, colin that's just good reporting and editorializing. Good shit. That's a great comparison, and it's from the same fucking company. And I think that is yeah. what Monster Hunter needs. Not something yeah. that I thought of, but it seems like they know it's an opportunity for them. Um, that barrier mm-hmm. of entry exists. Good shit. Yeah, and I, I yeah, absolutely. And I think they'll have a they'll have difficulty with it because Monster Hunter fans are very intense. Yeah. Um, but but hey, I, I hope that's what they do because I want to try it. I want to get in. For sure. Um, give me out of 10, you being at the show doesn't count. Game Awards. 10 being the best Game Awards you've ever seen. Rate it. Okay, well that's going to be really hard to judge on. Just based on announcements and awards and like the, how, how the show was for three based on a, Based on announcements, I'd give it like a 7.5 personally. Oh really? Yeah, I'm like an 8.5. Yeah. Um, it was a great show yes it was above average show but i got to see herald of darkness performed by poets of the fall aka old gods of asgard Hmm? live i got to see it live i got to see sam lake ilka vili matthew peretta and oh my god i can't remember his name right now but he plays uh, he plays warland door in in alan week two i got to see that live and it was the most amazing thing ever. And I feel so like lucky to have seen it because f- this could be the last time all those people ever First get together to yeah. perform. Exactly. Really this cool. could be the only time ever for that. And uh, it was amazing. And I'm so pissed at how boring and lame the audience was for it. Yeah. Because I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there. I want to dance to it, dude. It's so good. <laughs> and the audience around me was so, so lame. Yeah. Um, but no, it was, it was great. I had a wonderful time. Um, I, I being there, I'd give it a ten just because I love. Yeah. It was so awesome cool being experience. there. But yeah, it was a good one. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad my view isn't, um, you know, uh, falsely elevated just because I was there. I wasn't sure how you would feel about it. Nor I know normally no. you're cooler on things than I am, just because you overhype them. But I'm glad yeah, to yeah. see that you. Have, you no, this one, this I one am. really delivered for me. There's a lot of stuff that was like it was a nice balance of stuff that I felt was important to me, and then there was a yeah. lot of stuff that I felt was important to other people. And I think that it hit that balance perfectly. And I was very excited to have uh, everything. Yeah, that's awesome. Great, I'm yeah. happy. Good show. Um. We're going to get into what we've been playing, as we always do, but I feel like there's really only been, it hasn't been that long since we last recorded and talked news, but there's one other big elephant in the video game industry that we have to talk about before we move into what we've been playing. Oh, uh, yes, it's it is. it's sitting at 134 million fucking views. It is an leaked. elephant. Ugh. What's the word? What's your hype level? What's your history with Grand Theft Auto, Colin? We haven't, um, we've never lived through, we've known each other for more than three years now. I was doing the math the other day. Um, wow. but you know, it's been 10 years since Grand Theft Auto came out. We've talked about it. Yeah. We've memed about it. Did you play Grand Theft Auto five the day that it came out? No, I was, 
I was 13 when it came out. And my mom, <laughs> That's my, crazy. my mom, my mom would not buy me M-rated games. So, got it. Um, I, I bought Grand Theft Auto Five with my own money the day that it came out. <laughs> okay. See, that'll be with me, I me lived with alone. Six. I so my history with Grand Theft Auto is I remember being in sixth grade playing my PS2. Let's see, sixth grade was 2011 or 12. So not mm-hmm. long before GTA Five came out. Mm-hmm. I was playing on my PS2 at that point, and uh, that's all I had at that point. My parents never got me the newest system. They always tried to uh, not. They tried to like make sure I didn't get into games, and I got into games. But uh, so I had a PS2 that I was playing in middle school, and I remember talking to one of my friends, and he's like, "Yeah, I got Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. You can borrow it." So I borrowed GTA San Andreas. And I'm playing GTA San Andreas on my PS2 in middle school. Absolutely on coffee killing it. Picking up, picking up strippers, doing, uh, doing cheat codes, getting a tank, um, having a great time. And then that same I'm glad friend... I got to that, play one of the original like big trilogy games as a kid. Yeah. And you got to enjoy the sandbox glory that was going to the center of the city, entering in your cheat codes, and making yeah. your own fun. Like That is something I remember, that's so lost upon a big generation of gamers. I remember finding like a purple dildo in a bathroom somewhere and I was like, what is this? That might be Saints Row. <laughs> no, there's definitely a dildo You're probably in right. a bathroom somewhere, I think. But um, uh, then that same friend, probably a year or two later, came over and was like, hey, I've got GTA 5 on my Xbox 360. So they came and stayed at my house and four. they... No, not 4. He had GTA 5. You're I remember... I've never played four. Yeah. But I, I, I remember, I remember um, him bringing it over and us playing it and him having um, like the colored smoke to your wheels. Whenever you burn out, it was colored. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Santos and it was so customs, cool. Bro. Yeah. I remember changing from like Franklin to Michael for the first time. And it was so cool, like zooming out Skipping over across the map. the map. It's good, dude. It holds yes. up too. Like, and yes. they're doing their own thing. Like the persistent world of like you transfer over to Trevor, and Trevor is in like the fucking sticks, drunk as a skunk, driving yeah, a truck, yeah. and already like has a two star wanted level. Like, it was that game awesome. is really good. So, have you never yeah. played through GTA Five story mode? Well, that's actually where I was getting was in when I was in high school. I finally got a three sixty. Um, and that same friend sold me his copy of GTA five and I played through all of GTA five story and I got all of the little, I don't remember what I collected. I've collected something and it was like briefcases. Maybe is that something? It gave me like a UFO car at the end. Oh, cool. And I was like, man, this, this reward was not worth the time. And then I kind of put it down and never went back. I played, I played online for maybe like an hour and a half one time, but past that. That's my like thirty-hour stint in GTA. GTA Online, but uh, I'm old school. I played GTA three when I wasn't supposed to play GTA three when I was a kid. Uh, me and my friends, countless hours. I don't even think I ever beat GTA three because we would just go into the city and see how long we could blow shit up for before we got killed or arrested, and just yeah. a ton of fun. GTA Vice City is arguably my favorite one. I was a little older when it came out. I played through the story. It had a better story and it had more going on. It really just kind of felt like that upgraded version of GTA three. That's the game. That's the GTA game that I lived in. You know, that was the one for me that was like the most important where I was like, 
super excited for GTA Vice City. San Andreas came out, and I actually don't love a lot of like the RPG elements that they added in there, the lifestyle stuff. I think it was a little bit ahead of its time, and because of that, it was a little annoying that I had to like go eat and CJ could get fat, or I had to like, go work out and shit like that. Um, so San Andreas, despite being like the theme that you'd think would resonate the most with me, because I love rap music and I love that '90s West Coast culture. Yeah. Um, it, it's Vice City for me, and it's not fucking close. Played GTA 4, got hung up on a story mission where I always crashed into a wall and never beat it. GTA 5, day one, played through the story, really, really loved it. Started hitting that, like, stride of, like, hey, I think I just play through um, every single Rockstar game single player that comes out. Like, by then, I played Red Dead Redemption. By then, yeah, yeah I played excited for Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, I played RDR and RDR 2 all the way through. Yep, GTA so. 5 all the way through. Like, the the protagonists in GTA games don't fucking miss, you know? And yeah. getting into GTA 6 in this trailer, I mean, obviously there was a huge leak last year, but it didn't have much that was, like, substantial. Just kind yeah. of an idea of, like, we're probably going to Vice City. And, uh, you gotta be hyped be... for Vice City then, right? I'm ridiculously it's... hyped. Like, it's tough yeah. because GTA is now so, like... I guess like normal to be into, but also so saturated by like the GTA online community that really dominates the the thing. But it, it's it's easier for me, I guess, to separate like the single player GTA and how exciting it is to actually get a new Grand Theft Auto. And I am very, very hyped. Like, I don't think it's like a, it's not lost on me how important to the new Grand Theft Auto game is every time it comes out. But yeah. let's talk about the trailer itself. I think it is a masterclass <laughs> in Dude. showing what video games can be, man. Wow. It's it unreal. Is, it is truly unreal. Um, I've seen people break it down and just the tech and like the, the detail that rockstar manages to yeah, present it, it. It, you know, I, somebody put a tweeted, tweeted, tweeted a picture of like rockstars release schedule over the years and you mm. get to GTA 5, and then there's a massive gap to RDR 2, and then there's a massive gap to GTA 6, and it's like, yeah. I understand why, because when you see this product, you're like, oh my gosh, how is this possible? For but sure. also, it makes, it makes me like, man, I wish that they would just make smaller games and have give me more. Yeah. Um, but I'm so hyped for this game. It's, it's going to be one for the ages, I think. Uh, yeah. I, it looks unlike yeah. any game that we've ever played. It is the fucking future. It's not even cool to be into video game girls anymore. They're actually just hot now. <laughs> like, it's yeah. not even it's not even a cool yeah. niche thing to enjoy, you know? Yeah, Lucia. <laughs> Lucia's her have... name, right? Lucia. Lucia certified yeah. baddie. She's a bay. Yeah. She's it's a bae. so sick. And I love the key art. There's something about this key art that is so it, cool yeah. to me. I love the dual protagonist. Like, her arm draped on over him i think i don't think we know his name i think people think it's james for I, some reason i think it's jason oh jason got it but i think i don't know there's something about it that's completely fucking badass to me and i'm so in on this video game man uh honestly it's still a ways out the 2025 date was tough to see i think people thought like maybe it would be a little bit I, sooner dude i thought it would be like summer fall for sure yeah it would have been nice to have that like gigantic massive fucking thing for 2024 but I think they announced it too early. Mm. It's two years out. There's going to be delays. Yeah. Like it's, they announced it too early. I think, I think they probably have it slated for March of 2025 and they gave themselves enough room 
delay to if they need to. to. The end, if need to. I feel like they'll probably make it, well, but if we think about it, it could be exactly two years to the day before it comes out. True. Very true. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it could be, be worse. interesting the next time. I think we'll talk about this more at length the next time we see it because it'll be crazy to see the gameplay, but I think it's going to be astonishing. There's truly the crowd density and the movements, even if those are just like pre-rendered cutscenes that are like in-engine, is absolutely fucking insane behavior. Like yeah. that trailer is nuts. Um, kind of matches our aesthetic, huh? Purple and blue. It kind of does. Orange. Maybe we should recolor. Uh, if we get a third person, it'll be orange so true we're high I, I will say i think we should be worried in low. some yeah i think we should be worried in some some areas because there are uh talks they're like surveys i guess some some surveys are saying how much would you be willing to pay for gta oh, yeah and like i've had this conversation answers, on stream a lot the answers are like 60, 70, 80, 90, 100, 100 plus, And like people are picking the hundred plus. And I'm like, don't pick that. Don't pick that. Because if they charge a hundred dollars for this game, you know exactly what's going to happen. Every other game is going to be a hundred dollars. But also I believe it was the CEO of rockstar or someone high up in rockstar that said that games are offering too much value and that they should start charging by the hour. Sure. And if yeah. that happens, you can, you can kiss the industry goodbye, I think. I, yeah. I think there's no way that this game launches in some form for more than $80. So I'll give them another $10 to work with there. But here's my theory on that, is that if they are really hard set on getting the most bang out of their buck, here's the thing. GTA 5 prints fucking money. GTA 6 will be no different. But if they want the price of admission to be higher... My thought is, like, let's call it 70 bucks. The game launches for $70. I could see them doing something along the lines of, like, GTA... Vice City part of Grand Theft Auto 6 is $70. It's another $70 for Grand Theft Auto 6 online if you want that. Or you can buy the Grand Theft Auto 6 Complete Edition, which is $140 value for $120. And that gets you access to the Grand Theft Auto 6 story missions game play whole nine yards and the online stuff with this much in-game currency. It sucks. You know, I, that's yeah, I, I would, I would buy it. I would it. buy it. Me too. Me too. It sucks. We're part of the problem. Yeah, absolutely. But I, there will definitely be $100 versions of this game that include different things. I mean, I remember when GTA 5, I was working at GameStop when GTA 5 came out, and it was like this new thing, kind of these like microtransactions at the register of like, yeah, go home, GTA 5. There's also GTA Online. Do you want to buy a shark card? And at working at GameStop, the whole thing was like, how do we get our UPTs up, our units per transaction? And it was like, dude, nickel and diming everybody that came to that register. Oh, you're getting GTA? Nice. Do you want the strategy guide? No. How about a $5 currency card so you can buy new weapons and guns and stuff for GTA online? And just like scanning that little barcode at the register, $5 here, $10 there, $20, $100 version. Like people were going bonkers for it. It was the early days of like perpetuating microtransactions. And uh, you know, scary times, man. I think it's interesting because Red Dead Online 2, or whatever you want to call it, Red Dead Redemption 2 it Online, it failed, which is kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, it I was. think it's i I don't think it fa- I don't think it failed because of the player base. I think the player base was there. It's always there. I think it just failed because they couldn't find a good way to monetize it. You know, in in GTA, they make they make the flying cars. You can always make a new model of car. How do you make a new horse? You know. Yeah, I don't think we ever get a GTA game 
that or another big push from like even like a Red Dead online that is not modern, if that makes sense. It, there's something that goes hand in hand with like creating this like persistent online world if you're going to go for ultra realism. Like Grand Theft Auto 6, if it took place in the 70s or the 80s or even the 90s this time or even like the early 2000s wouldn't make as much sense for like the microtransactions because you can't go out and buy the likeness of like the Lamborghini that you really want to get or that yeah. futuristic sports car like things just all of a sudden don't fit the aesthetic and it becomes like yeah. a weird little like time traveling thing like you can't like unfortunately you can't sell a flying car in Red Dead Redemption but you can sell a flying car in Grand Theft Auto 5 and because of that people like flying cars <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean like that wouldn't fit in Grand Theft Auto Vice City the way that we know it today but it fits into grand theft auto 4 grand theft auto 5 and it would fit into this so i think that has yeah. something to do with it as well yeah i i just i i don't know i don't know if they're gonna put out online at the same time as they launch the base game because online comes late most of the time with their games it does i know it came most later of the time. With, with red dead it came later with gta 5 um I don't know when it will come out with this. I think it launches also, with it just because they know now from the get go that that is their long game. Their like, I don't maker. think they knew how successful GTA five was going to be. GTA online was going to yeah. be, and it, it blew up and it still continues to be very impressive how popular it is. And I think knowing that off the jump, I think that's a, a big thing that figures into their launch plans is like, let's grab everybody by the fucking neck immediately. Not only are we going to give you a great single player experience, but we're going to give you an online experience that's worth additional cost. I think they're also going to have difficulty coming from if we look at Mortal Kombat 11 to Mortal Kombat 1 uh, mm. at, at its current state, you know, Mortal Kombat 11 is a full game that's had multiple uh, add-on pushes and things like that. And it's it feels complete. And then if you go to play Mortal Kombat 1, it feels like you're being shorted because it doesn't have all that extra stuff. I wonder yeah. if they're going to struggle from just the fact that the online is launching at a base state and they're having to kind of start to take those steps back to the fully completed GTA five online area. Yeah. That is, that think, is a tough one just to look at I, like, is it doesn't feel feature complete because of its predecessor and everything it has. And I, I think it will get a little, uh, I think it will get more of a pass than mortal Kombat because it's in a new city with a new story and everything. Um, but I don't know. I'm curious how the reception will be for that. I think the big difference there, uh, I think it's a good comparison to make, and I think there will be an element of that, but I think because of the amount of time between them and how drastically different things will look and feel gameplay-wise, the concessions will be made to have less features, have less functionality, but because the bones are so good and knowing what it's going to grow into eventually, it'll be easier to overlook. It's yeah. kind of where I stand on that. Yeah. Um, and that's just because I think this game is going to be a technical fucking marvel. Absolutely. I mean, if we if we look at Red Dead Redemption 2, it's still one of the best looking games ever made. And that yeah, came out holds on PS4. Up today. On sure. PS4, it came out. Like they need to I if they put out a PS5 version of that, I'd replay it. I think I would. Yeah. 60 frames, um, maybe. Yeah. Is it already but, 60 frames? No. No, no, no. It was at 30. Um but I, I, I don't know. I, I'm very excited for this game. Lucia looks awesome. Honestly, get rid of Jason. I don't care. I want to play as Lucia. I'm not. Gonna, I'm only uh, going to be playing as Jason when I'm forced to be. Yeah, I think the end of this game with a with a. I think they do spoilers for Red Dead Redemption. Um, I don't have the more. Yeah, well, Red Dead Redemption two. I guess like you have the dual protagonist thing, 
uh, for this one where you're playing similar to hopping between Michael Franklin and Trevor. But in this game, probably one of them dies and you play the post game as only one of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I hope I get to go build a building afterwards. We'll see. I never, I never played the end game. I finished. I let. Uh, I finished the end of Red Dead Redemption, and then I got to like playing as John, and then I like rode a carriage with like John and the girl. Yeah, and the kid. yeah. You drive it down. And you go to the movies with her. I never even went to the movies. I put no. it down after that. And I was like, I'm oh done. my gosh, no! You gotta finish it, dog. It's worth finishing. I'm building the fucking house. All right, enough. I don't want to hear that song anymore. You want to talk about what we've been playing? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's start oh, with. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. Sorry, back to GTA. I just had a thought. Mm-hmm. Don't you love how they took like all the Florida man memes and like all the videos and stuff that we've seen on Twitter and just turned yeah. them into cutscenes? So I like, love that alligator walking into the fucking yes the uh, supermarket or whatever. store getting pulled out of the thing like it's gonna be absolutely unhinged gta is so good at like i think the coolest thing is like there's such an emphasis on like people recording things like tiktok and stuff and they've always done such a good job with like the satire for yeah. the type of like current events and what society is like these days and society is at its lowest fucking point ever <laughs> as a running gag that we're all playing on each other and i think it's gonna be really funny to see how they uh lay into that but yeah they yeah. they fucking they nailed the tone in that 90 second trailer it's a dense trailer it's an impressive trailer yeah absolutely absolutely so anyway i've been playing Fortnite, right <laughs> oh, dude i <laughs> actually so much Fortnite, bro i really can't wait to hop in and try out the lego and uh the rocket league versions it's so good after we record this i'm playing the the last pillar of fortnite but fortnite this season is wild so let's start from the get-go last month was fortnite og i played a little bit of it It didn't scratch an itch because i don't have much nostalgia for the original fortnite battle royale stuff but they announced the new fortnite season is starting and they're going to have an event called the big bang all right the big bang ends up being a pretty impressive event it's one of those live events everyone loads into it together it's kind of wrapped around an Eminem concert, but there's also a playable teaser for what ends up being new Fortnite modes. And when I say new Fortnite modes, I know what you're thinking. Are these like creative islands that somebody made like a Fortnite experience in? No. These are actual video games developed within the Fortnite engine. So Fortnite initially was Fortnite Save the World. And then they added to Fortnite Save the World, Fortnite Battle Royale. And to date, that was the biggest change to the Fortnite landscape that existed. And it has been for some years now, four or five years. This past week has been the biggest change since the introduction of Fortnite Battle Royale. Because not only did the new season start, we have Peter fucking Griffin and Solid Snake being added to the game in the Battle Pass. We had our Eminem concert. It teased three new game modes, two of which I played, one of which I'm about to play. The first one is Lego Fortnite. It is a Lego game that plays the most similar to a game that we've already talked about today. You want to guess? Uh, light no fires. Valheim. Valheim is the closest. Uh, the closest. I was close. I was close. You were so close. I think that Valheim is like the best example of what to expect from like the gameplay loop of Fortnite. You're building crafting benches. You are upgrading tools so that you can go and get better resources or bring those resources back, using them to create better things back at your base, so you can create nicer things. It's a full fledged. Resource the management. Only, 
Go ahead. Oh, well, I was gonna say the only thing I can think about when looking at this is I know TT Games is pissed off. They are livid. I don't think so. I don't think so. It's got the IP, but it doesn't have that same charm. It's a very different video game. If you play it, you'll understand. And I yeah. can't recommend playing it enough because it's very fucking cool. Um, the next time I play with my actual like homies, like my off-stream gaming group, I'm really excited to jump into Lego Fortnite with them because it's one of those cool, like, just get in there and fuck around together and have some weird adventure that's only possible in one of those survival well, games. Well, I mean, it's literally just like Minecraft, right? Again, it, more like Valheim than Minecraft. You know, it doesn't have the same, like, exact freeform building. You know, you're kind of, like, clicking things into place. Um and using like existing blocks to create things but not not I the guess exact same level of customizability my question is what is the end game like what is what is your objective here i don't haven't played enough to tell you that okay. but it, okay. very similar to valheim it seems to be the further away from where you spawn the more difficult the enemies are and the more rare the resources are so it's some sort of like race against like well it would be cool to have like you know this cool armor but to get that i need to kill the fucking dragon that lives in the swamplands or whatever you know that kind of thing um it's a gameplay loop that's not brand new but it's done with a beautiful aesthetic obviously the lego influence here is good and it does have a little bit of fortnite dna but for the most part completely fucking unrecognizable from fortnite very impressive but you want to talk about unrecognizable from Fortnite. Now, this is some cool shit. I am over the moon about rocket racing. So this is the first thing from Fortnite. It is still developed by Epic Games, but this is developed by an existing team that we know. Do you know the team? Psionics. Psionics. The developers of Rocket League have made rocket racing inside Fortnite. And it's nuts. It's so good. It actually gives a very bad first impression. If you go into rocket racing, you're going to do the tutorial. and You're going to be like, I don't know. And you're going to do the first couple of races and you're still going to be like, well, I don't know. It's very boost pilled, you know what I mean? You're going around, you're drifting around corners to gain boost, you hit the boost button and then you go, you know, faster. And you continue that loop all all the way through. The hook that Rocket Racing has is similar to the Rocket League one in that your car has thrusters so that you can jump and maneuver obstacles in the air. But it also has these four planes that you can drive on too. So when you're driving, you might see a wall on your right with a boost pad on it. You can boost into the air and then hold the X button and tilt to the right and your car will smack down onto that part of the map and you're now driving on the right wall. And there's like multiple angles that you can approach obstacles from. And when you get into these more intermediate races, it is a very, very impressive arcade racing game. I'm having a fucking blast with rocket racing and just... If you loaded up rocket racing and you handed the controller to somebody and let them play it, and then said, that was in Fortnite, I think it would blow fucking minds. It does not feel like Fortnite at all. It's really cool to have there, and it's really cool for free. The last pillar isn't out yet. I'll talk more about it, because I'm very excited for it, but it was announced, so it's kind of half news. Let's talk about it briefly. It's Fortnite Festival, which is a game mode that launches today, and it's developed by Harmonix. Harmonix are the creators of Fuser, Drop Mix, the board game, and most importantly, Rock Band, and the early team from Guitar Hero and it plays exactly the way that you'd hope. It is basically Rock Band, but with a controller, and they announced today that they are working on controller compatibility for existing instruments, including drums, microphone, guitar, bass, all of your plastic stuff that you have laying around. And I know, you know the problem. Some people don't have that. They are alluding to 
Tipping plastic instruments and in fucking. Okay, well that's that's what I was about to say. I was about to say, why are they working on backwards compatibility when they could just sell them and make a ton of money? Imagine marketing Fortnite festival guitars, dude. Seventy dollar guitar when you walk into fucking Walmart to go play I Fortnite don't know. They, festival with all your skins. Somehow. I'm saying it's a fucking it, it prints oh, money. It's the okay, best yeah, idea yeah, yeah. in the world. Can yeah, you imagine you walk in there and you can buy the weekend's fucking guitar at Walmart yeah. while your mom well, and buys groceries? And there's and gonna be there's gonna be there's gonna be there's gonna be exclusive skins whenever you buy those things that you can only unlock from a code through that thing as well oh it's a no-brainer dude it's gonna be so cool i think this is gonna be a big deal i think it was tough to see harmonics go down the way that they did man fuser was like such a great game that was underappreciated and they were required to make these like Fortnite musical experiences and they were silent for so long and it's been a tough couple years as a big fan of these music rhythm games and to see them come back this way and make something with mass appeal and see the bones and understand of what it could be and know now that they have the funding behind them and the belief that maybe it's time to go down this road again i am over the fucking moon i am so excited to play this tonight like i can't believe it and it is confirmed to like be straight up rock band is uh the emphasis on season one is the weekend there's multiple weekend songs but they've got a whole list of other artists that are also contributing there's kendrick lamar and fucking other bands that exist name some bands um radio either i don't think radiohead's in there oh i don't know i got nothing then uh, do you like how do you like how i'm holding a light bulb if you're i do did you have an idea uh yeah okay perfect uh, no. actually one of my light bulbs went out so i took it out and it's in here but uh, i've just been reason. fiddling with it um if okay if one of these three were nominated for something at the game awards would they nominate rocket racing or would they just nominate Fortnite? Ooh, i don't know probably rocket this is, racing this is, in the same this is way like, like a whole new I thing that we I, I would almost call it more like a dlc pack like if you would whatever nominated nations for like uh cd project red got for cyberpunk 2077 altered Best carbon or whatever the fuck game. it's called yeah something like that you know what i mean i i just this is like a whole new thing that we've never experienced before yeah it's, it's games cool, man. I'm, games. I'm fucking blown away. And also, the new season is fun, dude. Like, it's good modern Fortnite. I've been shooting people. I've been playing all these different modes. I've, I've been tricked into streaming Fortnite once for Fortnite OG, once for the actual event, once to check out the new season, once for LEGO Fortnite, once for Rocket Racing, and then the sixth time for fucking Fortnite Festival tonight. That's six streams of Fortnite that I've done just as a variety content creator to check out all the new things that Fortnite has to offer in a 30-day span. That's fucking insane, Paul. Would would Allie like LEGO Fortnite? No, oh, but she might like Festival or Racing. You don't think she'd like LEGO Fortnite? She likes Minecraft. If she likes Minecraft, then maybe it's definitely like it. The 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 gameplay loop being compared to Valheim is, I think you'll be surprised at how accurate I am. Like how it's got how a difficult aesthetic. are the controls? They're annoying. Okay, well, I'm playing on keyboard and mouse, so I can't really speak to like controller player. What is wrong with what has gotten face, into dude? you? What it's the why best, have you gotten into keyboard way. and mouse? I hate that. I, keyboard oh and mouse God. is the superior thing, especially as a fucking no. old man. Like, I'm telling you, bro, 
I have control. The control of a fucking mouse in my right hand is you're absolutely get, insane. You're gonna get carpal tunnel, dude. Like, Just what, point at the heads problem? and click on them, and I win the games. Uh, well, okay, whatever. Wait till we drop in fucking Warzone together, and I'm over here ripping them to shreds, bro. Oh, just you wait, brother. Just you wait. We'll see. We'll see how it all pans out. More of that on the next episode, maybe. Um, yeah. Only about chances of Sonar, because this is maybe the game that you have the best shot of convincing me right this moment oh, to play yeah. in between now and Game of the Year list. Have you ever tried to learn a language other than uh, English? Three times. So I took... A year of, I took like a year and a half of French. I dropped out uh, on year two when I was in middle school. It was a joke uh, because at the same time, I was also learning Hebrew to get bar mitzvah. And at the end of oh. getting bar mitzvah, which I did um, get bar mitzvah, I learned my portion. I learned a lot of Hebrew. They said, do you want to be a part of the Jewish community? And I said, no, I'm good. No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not you. I don't want to be a part of like any community, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I took uh, three years of Spanish in high school. Did you Sonia's, enjoy uh, learning languages? Like, kind of. Not really. Nothing really stuck. Kind of. I but I was just a fucking degenerate kid. You know, I was up to no good. I wanted to underage drink. That's fair. What What if What if learning a language could be fun and could be a game? Um, that's what chance that. of scenario is is you're learning languages by text it's not it's not by by voice so it's it's a little different than uh what you would learn in a class because normally i feel like in class you learn speaking language versus writing language first yeah um and so chance of scenario it it's a fun puzzle game where you get to learn languages and you you learn by context clues so you you load into uh I'll, I'll walk you through the very first puzzle the very first right at the start is you wake up yeah. and you encounter a little river and you have a lever beside you and the guy on the other side it says meh, 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 whatever and he has this little symbol above his head mm -hmm. so from that you can infer he's like pointing at the lever you can infer that he means like pull, pull. the lever or 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 turn on or or Use. flip or something yeah so what you can do is you can go into Stop. your notebook <laughs> you can go into your notebook and you can type in what you think the, you what you think the word means and then you can go and do the action and it, it just takes steps from there and it keeps building your language and by the end of it your language has 50 different characters and you can build these full uh coherent sentences and as you you go through the world, you get these notebook pages that have either pictures or they have sentences, and then you can slot in individual symbols into your notebook page, and it will like confirm, like, yes, this is what that word hmm. is. So then there's no question of what it is anymore. Um, so you you get to the point where you're talking to these people, and you know half of what they're saying and like you know half of what they're saying for sure and you think you know what this this like word is and then there's one that you just don't know what it is so it's like it's like uh you're at a shop and the guy says i sell and then you know i you know the word i you know the word sell and then um you're like well it looks like his shop sells vases so I sell vase, 
question mark and you can kind of type that in so you're like okay that person sells a vase and then there's that last symbol lots of times the symbols are possessive or they're plural so that Mm -hmm. last symbol could be uh, something that makes the vase plural so it'd be vases so then you can go around the world and start to figure out these languages saying oh this person is saying something plural and then you can piece together their language, solve the puzzles to move on to the next layer. Hmm. Um, so it's kind of built like a Tower of Babel. Um, are you familiar with the Tower of Babel? It's a it's a Bible story pretty much where there's New a giant Testament? tower. They're trying oh, Old Testament. Um, they're building a tower to the heavens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're building a tower to the heavens. And for some reason, God's like, yeah, I don't like that uh bang and then now they all speak different languages so each level in this tower that you're ascending speaks a different language so every time you get to a new level you learn a new language and it's your job to try and reconnect all these levels and each level looks up at the next level and like worships them because they're they're disconnected there's a there's a sort of mysticism to the level above them and it's trying to uh, understand why and help connect people through language. And uh, it's honestly one of my favorite games of the year. I had a wonderful, wonderful time playing this game and I hate puzzle games, but let me ask hmm. you, this sounds uh, make it might scratch my outer wild itch. Yeah, maybe a little bit. I agree. And then let me ask you this. Would this be fun to do with my Twitch chat? I think so. I think it would be fun because I think it can be shared experience. Like, can they help? I think it could be fun because it's, it's a problem solving experience. So they might remember a symbol that somebody used two rooms back and be like, Oh, well, I think based on context clues that it means this. Um, and, and the cool part of it is, is each language has its own rules, you know, like some languages, uh, they speak like Yoda. It's like hungry. I am, you know, so they, they have their, they have their item first and then it's followed by, uh, whatnot. So, uh, I think it could be a fun experience with, with multiple people. Um, it, it might be a little nerve wracking depending on how many people are yelling at you. Is it the game that you would recommend I check out? I think so, but you've got to go into it ex- knowing you you'll be wrong. Chia? You want me to play Chia? I want you to play Chia really bad. It's my second favorite game of the year, and it's free to you. That's fair. I can I can download and play some Chia. I can't promise I'll finish it, but yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's see how long to be here. Here's let's- my here's my ask. Wait, how much time are you going to spend with Allie? Over the next couple of weeks, uh, not much because I'm going to be traveling home. Got it, got it, got it. Because I was so going to say, working... I think she might appreciate that game, like watching you play that game or like playing it like together-ish. Oh. There's some puzzle stuff for sure, but mostly it's just like a very like, oh, the game's like a, a fucking Disney movie kind of. You know what I mean? Like it's like a family. Yeah. I don't know. It's so fucking good. Maybe man. uh, you know, I would I'm love to talk to her... you about it for game of the year. You know? Yeah. I'm spending time with her tonight. I'll ask if she wants to play some Chia or something. Yeah, Um, yeah. I'll obligate to Chance of Sinar. I'll do it. Okay, well, here's the thing. Chance of Sinar, the main story is like nine hours. I might not finish it. That's fine. Same deal. Completionist, if you do finish it, 
I need you to do a completionist run of it because there is a good ending. audio viewers could see my face. Yeah, well, here's the problem. The, the completionist is only nine and a half hours. It's a half hour longer, maybe a mm. little more because there's the ending that you get if you don't do everything, which is just, it's just a bad ending. And then there's an ending that you get. It? Should I finish it without doing everything and see that ending and then complete it and then see that ending? Yeah. Or should I just do yeah, everything? Yeah, that's fine. No, that's fine. You can see the bad ending. That it it it, it, okay. it does a save before the very end, so you can just load mm-hmm. right back in. Uh, but the the good ending is worth your time. And what the good ending does is what I think all good puzzle games do is it takes everything that you've learned throughout the game and it makes you apply all of it. Um, so you're really by the end of it, you're really using these languages to their full potential. Um, and it, it's just really, really impressive. So, Chance of Sonar has sure. You have to build the Tower of Babel with the different communities that you've learned the languages of. No. Um, it was worth a shot. It was worth a shot. Um, but yeah, so Chance of Sonar and also on, on- Colin, I'm going to compliment you for the second time tonight. Hmm. Excellent fucking rundown of this video game. Firm oh, understanding thanks, of dog. what it is. Yeah, I appreciate it. Sure, I really, you're yeah. fucking, you're killing it. Wow, you're, you're casting, bro. I'm doing this my best. I, I, des- I desperately need Greg Miller to hear this and be like, "Wow, this guy's actually." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you missed your pitch next year. Um, go back and listen to the one before. Yeah, the chance of Sonara was nine hours for main story, nine and a half for completionist, um, and then Ch- Chia is. I think I finished Chia seven hours, hours for main bro. story. Yeah, seven hours main story, 23 hours completionist. So uh, who knows? Maybe I'll really love it and go completionist, but I'll do my best to get through the main story of Chia. Main story, yeah, it's a breeze, man. Especially if you're like just chilling at home. Like you could actually do Chia in one day if you're just like chilling in like your childhood room, just like trying to fucking kill time before Christmas type beat. Um, yeah. And even if not, like a couple nice play sessions of Chia, it is like a, it's a Breath of the Wild like, but it is oozing in heart and charm. I really like it. So I, I'm down to make that trade. I will buy Chance of Sonar tonight to do my part. And as long as you put it in I a hope it's still Chia, on sale. I, I, I did let you know when it was on I'll, sale. But it I, was on sale. I don't think it's on sale right now. Maybe I'll wait a couple days for like the big Christmas sale and then I'll do it with like chat. In those yeah, like, I'll do it like on the 20, like 7th through the 30th in between Christmas and yeah um there there is technically a free demo for it so oh on, yeah maybe Steam, so i, I, I feel it. like i can dive in for longer than that yeah that's fair um fair. let's talk about so oh yeah hey where's that place on your game of the year list oh it's um on there, right? it's on there it is number 12 oh yeah um I've, i think I've i honestly might move it higher after talking about it i just love it so much i have a wild wild addition to my game of the year list uh that came out of fucking nowhere i don't even think i think that this game was announced and released in between the last episode of game list and now and that game is sonic fucking dream team Do you know anything uh, about this? that's uh the mobile one right it is, yeah. So this is a game that was created by Sega, but with the funding uh, from Apple to make an exclusive, or at least timed exclusive, Apple Arcade game. You familiar with Apple Arcade? Yeah, yeah. I used to have a membership. 
let's uh, let's assume that our listeners are not familiar with Apple Arcade. What Apple Arcade is is it is a subscription service most similar to Game Pass, but the games that come to Apple Arcade have made a handshake deal with Apple about what their game will be for Apple Arcade. So most of them are either existing games that have been adapted to Apple Arcade or made specifically for Apple Arcade. And what they are, are they are a subversion of the expectation that you have from a mobile game. In the Apple Arcade games that you get via your monthly subscription to Apple Arcade is no microtransactions, and full video games. So games that you can enjoy without the risk of having to feel like you need to reinvest money into them. And, to, and no ads. No ads. They're no not, ads. They're no not ad support. Ads. Just super like console experience type video games typically. Um, or mobile, which is really nice. Things like Stardew Valley are on there. Uh, that Hello Kitty game that I was kind of raving about. Um, things that feel like they could be riddled with microtransactions, but instead are just full gaming experiences. And Sonic Dream Team, I'm so proud to say, is a fucking delight. I am over the moon about this game. In some ways, I think I like it more than I like Sonic Superstars. It's lower on my game of the year list just because it is still a touch mobile in its graphics and its bite size. Um levels and progression i guess but sonic dream team is a very very special fucking video game the way that i'm playing it too is such a pleasure as well i have an xbox 360 controller xbox series x controller whatever the fuck it is hooked up to my ipad my ipad hooked up via hdmi into my capture card and i'm streaming sonic dream team full playthrough and it is a 3d sonic experience with six playable characters and really cool 3d environments i have it slotted i haven't finished the game yet i put it at i think 12 or 13 we'll get to our list in a little while but i honestly think sonic dream team might break into my top 10 i might just replace it with sonic superstars like i love this game i love 3d sonic games and it just does everything right and it shouldn't it has all the makings of being bad but it's good and it is awesome i feel and like I, you say that you say that about every sonic game it's like it should be bad but it's good yeah well it's mostly because sonic <laughs> games usually were bad we just got out of a pretty bad phase of sonic games like there's a good decade of nothing but bad if i'm gonna be honest here and i stuck through them through thick and thin but uh sonic dream team is crazy and i have apple arcade not because I really play much Apple Arcade stuff, but it's bundled together with my shit. Like I have um, extra Apple iCloud TV. storage, Apple yeah. TV, and Apple Music. And instead of paying for those separately, I just get them all bundled together for 17 bucks a month or some bullshit. Uh, yeah. Like Apple, Apple One subscription or something like that. But uh, I can't recommend this game enough. It's a fun 3D platformer. Can't speak to the touch controls, but if you are a Sonic fan in particular, check out Sonic Dream Team. It is not a game to be skipped at all really really cool you want to talk about lethal company bro yeah so do you know what lethal company is yeah i know tangentially that a lot of the people that like among us are now playing lethal company yeah so i would actually compare lethal company more with uh phasmophobia than sure. among yeah us. yeah i see that so lethal company is a four-player co-op scavenging game and it's in, inspired by SCP stuff, which is like, uh, it's 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 kind of like creepy pasta type stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. I was worried about it being scary to me. 
Yeah, it, it probably would be. But that's that's the joy of it. Is it's a, it, it was originally a Roblox game, and then this dude oh. went and made his made an actual game of it. And it's like um, what's that mystery game from Elder Scrolls mod? Oh, um, the Forgotten City. Forgotten City, yeah, yeah, similar story. Yeah, 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 very similar. Yeah. So it was so pretty much you you fly. It's a very corporate. A funny corporate game, I guess, where yeah, corporate makes jokes money, about yeah. yeah, you make they make jokes about you being disposable and whatnot. So you go into these little uh, hallways that are procedurally generated, and there's loot in there that you just have to find, take to your ship, and go and sell. Uh, the fun of it is the proximity chat and the fact that these uh, horrifying little monsters spawn. Uh, each of the monsters behaves differently, uh, and they. It's like some of them will hide on the ceiling. So when you walk under it, it'll jump on your face and it's like a face hugger. Yeah. Uh, there's ones that will only move. There's like the weeping angel that will only move when you look away from it. There are uh, ones that if you look at them, they won't attack you, um, which sounds like the weeping angel, but it's a little different. Um, but you can like scare them by looking at them and it'll scare them away. There's giant spiders. There's little girls that run after you. Uh, but it's just little like horror things that you run through these very dark hallways and try to get the loot. So similar to Phasmophobia is after you complete something, you sell your stuff and you can buy upgrades. And then those upgrades can help you go to more difficult areas and more difficult planets. Um, hmm. And there are enemies that if you make sounds, they'll find you. So you have to... Uh, talk to your teammates quietly so they don't hear you. Uh, it's just, it is a game that is made to get hilarious clips of you and your friends screaming at the craziest thing. I can't recommend it enough. I think it was like $10, I think. It was like yeah, $10 on Steam. Very it cheap. It's like a dumb, fun game. It is, it is. And it can run on just about anything. It's not going yeah. to be something that you have trouble running on your computer. It, it, it has the... um. Why does Valheim keep coming up today? But the Valheim style graphics where it's like it, it looks fine and looks kind of modern, but it's like using very little to make that happen. Yeah, yeah. It's very like pixelated. It almost has. So it's got like it's it's uh, textures and stuff. And then it looks like they put like a pixelated filter over it. So everything yeah. looks pixely. So, yep. yeah, Valheim cool. does keep popping up today. That's odd. Yeah. Good game. Yeah. Um, you ready for a weird one, bro? Yeah. And oddly, a big recommendation for you. Oh, no. I was uh, sponsored, actually. So, hashtag I, Ubisoft partner. But yeah, I saw the, I see the MetaQuest sitting behind you in the, the stream right yeah, now. Yeah, my buddy let me borrow his MetaQuest so that I could actually play this game. So, it's the first game that I ever got for like a embargo. Like, I got the game early and I was able mm. to play Assassin's Creed Nexus as much as I could for the couple hours before the embargo was up. It wasn't much far like very far ahead of time but cool that i got to experience it um but just you know full disclosure that i was supplied a code for it i didn't play i didn't i didn't pay for it um it's pretty good man here's the thing is i only played about an hour of it because i am not one for vr games and it made me very sickly and i know that it does have the opportunity to like accessibility options for VR are pretty good. Like you can choose different movement and stuff like that, but I do feel like it takes away from the immersion, especially where I was trying to like showcase it. I wanted to make sure that I was showing it in like the most realistic form possible. I was yeah. pretty impressed with this game, dude. Like it's kind of, it's kind of janky. It's kind of VR. You got your floating hands and you've got that weird kind of VR jank playing it on MetaQuest too. 
but there's something about walking around the Assassin's Creed world and being immersed in it and playing as fucking Ezio for the first time in such a long time that really scratched an itch for me. And I was impressed how many times I was looking around and actually blown away by the visuals that I was checking out. And it's such a fan servicey Assassin's Creed experience that I almost wish that there was like a non VR version of it. Cause there's actually some really cool stuff happening in this game. I'm not going to dwell on it for too long. You know, if you're in or if you're out, if you're a VR gamer, go for it. If you're big into Assassin's Creed, go for it. I don't think it's selling headsets or anything like that, but uh, I would give it like a, you have, you're a huge Assassin's Creed fan. You have the ability to play this on MetaQuest 2. It's cheap. I think it's only 40 bucks and it would probably go on sale for the holidays and forevermore. I feel like if you're ever getting the itch to play some VR stuff, I think you'd have a really good time, bro. Like you're, yeah. you're the perfect Venn diagram of like you're right in the middle of people that should be playing this. Does Ezio's voice actor return? I think so. I don't know. I don't know his voice well enough to. Uh, it sounded like Ezio to me. But That's fair. You would have known. You would know better than me. I put a video yeah. up uh, of like the first half hour of gameplay, um, mostly unedited, and just a, a really fun time. A, a cool yeah. little game. I was impressed with how much I enjoyed Assassin's Creed VR. Uh, where did you fall on Jusan? You see what I did there? Uh... Fall. You should have said, did it climb up your game of the year list? Oh, yeah, pretty yeah. good. You know, um, when I was studying for my bar mitzvah, I was being a pretty good Jew sant. <laughs> can't make that joke, so I don't know. All right. Um, <laughs> did your hair encounter a Jew sant? That's a good one. What does the word jusant mean? I don't get that. Jusant is uh, the French word for a receding tide. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you <know>. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is yes, but I accepted it, and I've got a great head shape, so I'm living the life That's over fair. here. That's... Yeah. Um... <laughs> That's funny. Good. Well played, buddy. Yeah. Um, I actually I liked jusant, but I think people are too hot on it if that makes sense i or yeah i have heard a lot of good things about it it is a perfectly fine climbing game that is too short i think too I short think I, I think people liked that it was short see i think it was fine but i think when it finally got going it ended uh but also to that regard i think the levels got worse the further you went on i don't know it's yeah. just it was good, but something about it didn't click with me. Also, you talking about this game with me when I played it. Did you play it? So I played it like six months ago. It was announced at one of the Keeley events, I think, or maybe like the Xbox event in the summer. And there uh -huh. was a demo yep, for it right that. after. And I played that early demo that I think was just like the opening 40 minutes of the game. And I kind of liked it it didn't hook me and i remember thinking i don't know about this as a whole game and then hearing that it was short i was like oh maybe if i actually already played a quarter of this game maybe it's actually pretty dope but i think i played more like an eighth of this game and i think i'm good it's yeah that you I, want more well it's i don't even know if i want more i just know it didn't satiate me the way that i had hoped sure. and i i think that's a, one of the shortcomings of it is <sighs> The story was kind of boring. Yeah. Um, 
sure it was about a receding tide so that's why there's that giant tower there and you're climbing the tower to try to figure out why i guess you don't know anything about your character you don't know anything about what happened to any other people yeah. uh, as you're climbing some, the- like channel the colossus comparisons in that way i guess Is that crazy? I, I don't i think yeah okay uh, yeah the reaction is enough to me i think yeah, I, I, I think people should not compare this to Shadow of the Colossus. Shadow yeah, of the yeah. Colossus is so much better. Um, but I, I, it's just like uh, you're climbing these, this tower and you're finding these letters about, oh, the water is receding, so we got to go follow the water and look through the desert to try to find the water. Um, right. This is actually one that I can't wait to spoil during our Game of the Year chat because I do have some yeah, issues yeah, yeah. with it. Um, but... Anyways, you're trying to get the water back, I think, is that's what your goal is, and you're just climbing. Your character never says anything. You don't know what their motives are. You don't know what they're doing, I guess. I don't know what it's what his or her name is. Uh, I, I don't know. And and the letters that you find, way too long. They're just mm. far too long and really boring. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's fine. Did you ever play Grow Home? It was an old Ubisoft mm-hmm. game. I know that game, though. Yeah. So it was a game where a little yellow and red guy on the cover, it, green I think, but sure. maybe no, maybe yeah, it is red. I think he's red. But you're like growing these plants up into the heavens, and you just climb them with your mm-hmm. triggers, and you, I think you have like a stamina bar or something. This is just grow home, but if it was if it was like hippie version, I feel like if that you're makes like sense. DK jungle climber, bro. No, Donkey no, Kong King of Swing. No. The best best trigger jumping game that you ever heard of, I promise. I think this game has a great art direction. Uh, I think it has good Is music. Climbing better than the Astrobot sections when you're fucking grabbing them the monkey. No, it's not better because good. Yeah, it is it is good in Astrobot. This is very similar where you use the triggers to climb mm-hmm. each hand is but something about the Astrobot was more it like it's like scratch my brain in a certain way that this yeah. game doesn't. Uh, Get it. Yeah, I, it's good. It's a good game, but I think people are kind of blowing it up too much. If that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Game of the year list. Honorable mention. Honorable mention. Fair. Yeah. Speaking of honorable mentions, I was I wanted to like this more than I liked it. That's not true. That's not true. I like it. Here's the thing. You ever play a game? We're talking about Super Mario RPG audio listeners. I apologize. That's the worst thing that I could do as a podcast host. Is <laughs> just start going into you guys fucking play the mystery game of what the fuck is Jake talking about right now, which I'm sure I do more often than I should. Um, you ever play a game and it comes out and you're excited for it on release and you get like six hours into it and you're just like, God, I like this, but I don't feel like playing this right now. Absolutely. All the time. It's Mario RPG for me. Like, I just don't need in the middle of November during fucking busy ass holiday season to have a turn based RPG with like fetch quests and shit like that. Like, I'm hot on it. I know I'm going to beat this game at some point, but I don't even want to play. I don't even want to be playing Final Fantasy right now. Honestly, that's exactly how I felt about Octopath Traveler 2. Sure. Yeah. You got to be in the right mode, man. You got to have to be, yeah. you got to do the maximum chilling, chilling the most type vibes. That's a kid rock yeah. reference. And I'm so sorry for that. Um, but 
I don't know. Mario RPG checks all the boxes. It looks beautiful. It's a faithful remake. The game itself is good. It's charming. I've loved my time with it. Just not right now. And because of that, it's not going to make my game of the year list. Mostly because A, it's so faithful of a remake that it's really not reinventing the wheel. Um, but also in that I just haven't really given it the time that it deserves. It's something that doesn't resonate with me because it does. It's just not not right now. I'm sure a lot of other podcasts are going to spend a lot more time talking about Mario RPG, but truly you already know everything you need to know about it if you know about the original game and you've seen a single 30-second snippet of gameplay from any of the 35 trailers that Nintendo put out for it. Happy with my purchase. Glad to own it. We'll certainly beat it one day. Great getting to know Mallow and Gino for the first time. I love the original characters for this game, but uh, you know, Another time. I'm sure I'll bring it up at like gameless episode fucking, you know, 31 in the middle of like July of 2024. I'll be like, oh yeah, I yeah. beat Mario RPG. Let's talk about it. This is why I love this game. Type of thing. Yeah. I don't know. It's I good. It's just just not for me, not at this exact moment. Do you think you'll ever find your way to this game? No. Okay. Was that oh, the wrong answer? answer? No, no. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Um, I gotta grill you about Call of Duty, bro. Because we Dude. talked about this last episode, but I had just beat the campaign and the multiplayer hadn't come out yet. You yeah, had not um, played the, the campaign. Yeah, I had not played anything last time we talked. Uh, you beat the campaign? Yeah, the campaign sucked. Yeah, the uh, campaign. <laughs> the campaign, it's fine. It doesn't suck. I don't think it sucks. I think that, I think it's fine. I think it sucks. Compare it to nothing. You have to compare I it to nothing. Black Ops it, 4. Well, I sure, but it's still it's still a bad campaign. Yeah, but I you can call something bad like we're not privileged to have it, I don't think. I think we are though because we've clearly seen that they'll ship a Call of Duty without a campaign. So we literally yeah, are but privileged it, to have it. But it but we can still get something and call it bad. Like I guess so, yeah. It's like it's like when you get a code for a game, you don't have to say it's good just because they gave it to you. No, of course not. Yeah, so I think it's the same way here. We can call it bad. Yeah, just I just don't know. I just I didn't have the worst time with it though. Like it's fun shooting people in levels. I've played a lot of Call of Duty campaigns. Yeah. And this is the worst one. Only yeah. followed by followed by Cops 4. No. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 2022. That is the second worst Call of Duty campaign. No shit. Yeah, absolutely. I, I yeah, I don't worse. know what's yeah. So but but I am loving the rest of the game. Mm. I have had a great time with multiplayer. There is yeah. a a mode called Cutthroat, I believe. It's a 3v3v3 mode. Oh yeah, cool. I got two of my pals on there. We were absolutely having a wonderful time. It's so sweaty, Reminded but like, it's so I think it's fun. Action Sack is what it's called. Like it's uh, four teams of three in Halo 3 back in the day. It was so oh, much okay. fun. Very similar. Yeah. Uh, you know Gunfight? You remember the Gunfight mode from... Is that where like you start with like a, one gun and then you shoot somebody and you... No, that's Gun the Game. Gun? Gunfight oh. was in Call of Duty 2019. It was like a 2v2 mode where you spawn in with random weapons and you the mm. team that win. Okay, well, anyway. First Call of Duty in years for me. Oh, okay. Well, anyways, uh, it, it's good. And I was, you know, I was the biggest critic of the zombies mode before it released. Mm. Uh, 
I've had a good time with zombies mode. I've yeah, put probably really we played it. We played together. Yeah, uh, we played. That was the first this month that we played together. That's true. That was the first match that I played, and you played, I think. Yeah, um, true. And the last match that you played, but correct, also um, true. Uh, doesn't do uh, it for me. But I, I did like I've done like over twenty four hours of the zombies mode. I've completed all three of the acts that shipped with the base game. I got the bonus skin. Um, I've had a fun time with it. It's still not round based. I still prefer round based zombies. Yeah, it's just but not it's like a zombies, good bro. Time. Yeah, I, I get it. I totally get it. I'm with you on multiplayer. The multiplayer is so fun. It's so frantic. The speed of the character and the movement feels right. It feels like the action-y Call of Duty that I've loved for so long. Uh, I've loved having it just installed on my console to pick up and play a couple games. There is a yeah. place for Call of Duty in my life still, and for the last few releases, I've thought that there wasn't, and I was sorely mistaken. So I'm happy to be back on it. Um, yeah, I, I maxed out the Battle Pass. I enjoyed it so much. Pretty crazy. The, the old haven't Battle played Pass. Warzone update over the last couple days, right? No, I've not played anything of the season one because I've been gone with bad internet. So been pretty good. Been pretty good. I've liked my first few drops. I'm excited. Um, I'm excited to play it out. I'm very familiar with that map already because that's the map in Zombies. That's right, in Zombies. So, yeah. so I, I'm very excited to play it. Cool. Call of Duty. You know what you're getting into. Don't buy it for the single player. Um. I need to talk to you about a mistake that I made. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I let Pikmin come and go this year, and I didn't oh. give it the credit that it was due. And I'm obsessed with Pikmin 4. <laughs> I yeah. am obsessed with Pikmin 4. I think this is such a divine little game. Um, I truly I don't want to spend too much time on it because I did play the demo, I, which is like a three I don't either, honestly. Fuck you. Pretty extensively um, on like the May podcast or maybe even the April podcast of Game List. So we've talked about Pikmin 4 at length. The thing is that it didn't quite click to me at that time because I think I was approaching it the wrong way. I was kind of impartial on the game and I wasn't sure if I was going to buy it. And the more that I've heard other people talk about it and it's like addictive nature and the more that I've thought about Tinykin, which was on my game of the year list last year, the more I've realized that I needed to give Pikmin more time. So kind of on a whim, I was like, let me find out if I'm wrong. I used one of my Nintendo Switch vouchers and picked up Pikmin 4. I am now like 15 hours into the game and I've 100%ed the first level. I am at 97% on the second level, which I will finish as soon as I unlock what I'm missing from level three. And I've started work on the fourth level as well. There is something so beautiful about this game's fucking progression. And I have to say, I know I memed on it so hard when Miyamoto came out and was talking about Dan Dory. But the I'm dog? Practicing... No, that's Ochi. Dan Dory oh. is the art of... Let me bring up the exact definition of Dan Dory. It is very... Who's the girl? Does it inspire joy? Then throw it away or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Sure. Cool. Uh, Dan Dory is the art of organizing tasks strategically and working effectively to execute a plan. Re practicing Dan Dory is assessing the situation and then just like going through and having your Pikmin and Ochi and your character do tasks in a way that is efficient and extremely satisfying. This game is fucking magical. It is the best. I streamed some of it. And I've been doing like the 100%ing off stream. And it's now an off stream game exclusively because I'm enjoying myself so much. Just kicking my feet up, watching a stream or watching a TV show and playing Pikmin at the same time. There's something about crossing things off the list and 
doing things the right way that makes me feel so fucking good. They nailed it. Pikmin 4 is entering my game of the year list extremely fucking high. I think I put it at like 6 or 7. And initially, I was going to fucking skip it, and I'm so glad that I didn't. It is a wonderful little video game. Can't recommend it enough if you like strategy games at all. Pikmin 4, baby. You any questions? Not really. I, I It's just not for me. I, I, I didn't do I it don't for know, me either. I just don't know what my problem is with Nintendo games, but 9 out of 10 of them just don't interest me or hit me at all. It's you know? uh, foolishness, I believe, is your thing with eh. Nintendo games. Eh. Tears of the Kingdom was alright. I'm almost on playing Metal Gear Solid for the first time in my life. Oh, wow. Game holds up. It's a little janky. It's tough to play. I'm playing it on stream. I'm glad I have some people helping me out. Um, yeah. But I've started my Metal Gear journey. I've said for a long time that Metal Gear is my biggest lapse in video games. You know, you and I talk shop all the time. And I'm sure you have some franchises like this, too. Most of them probably Nintendo for you. But I know... Yeah. A little about a lot and a lot about a little I often say about like games that I've played but oftentimes I don't have just like a really big gap of like I've never played a game in this series and that's always been Metal Gear and I respect Kojima and everything that he makes and I never played Death Stranding either but it was because I never got into Metal Gear and I didn't have that sort of like affinity for his work I'm so glad I went back Metal Gear Solid is fucking insane. It reminds me a lot of when I started listening to the Beatles and putting myself in that place in time and being like, God, if I would have heard this in the 60s or the 70s, this would have fucked my whole life up and I would have just been so, like, obsessed with everything that the Beatles put out. I would have been obsessed with it. And I think about if I would have played Metal Gear Solid in 1999, it would have formed my entire gaming identity and I would be a different person right now. <laughs> like, it's so good and it's so cool. Man. And because there's such my- a... I know, right? Because there's such a fucking runway ahead of me of Metal Gear games to play, I'm so excited to start in on this. Um, I can't recommend it enough, and it's been really fun. I fucking got the vest, and I put on the headband, and I play Metal Gear on stream every Sunday night. It's become, like, a tradition. Uh, I don't... I recommend my stuff pretty often, but I'll give you an earnest recommendation. If you ever wanted to watch a Jake Twitch in full playthrough, the Metal Gear streams are fucking classics all up on my YouTube page. Uh, There's only four of them so far. I'll probably finish the game tomorrow. Or if you're listening to this tomorrow, tonight, uh, or next week, we'll finish it by the end of the year, and then in sometime in 2024, I'm going to start Metal Gear Solid 2, but I wanted to make sure I talked about that on Game List so that we'd have the opportunity to uh, continue down my Kojima Metal Gear rabbit hole as I approach Metal Gear 2 and 3 and 4 and, you know, see how far into it I get. I think, yeah. I think I'm committed. Like, I like this first one so much that... I know it only goes up from there. There's only more to look forward to, so I'm excited to get there, without a doubt. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's everything we've been playing, man, and I think that's all the news. We're not going to do what's coming up because everything is fucking out for the year. Yeah. Actually, I at... huh? no, I I can't think of anything. I was going to say something about Avatar, but Avatar's out. It's get to out. It. Yeah. Have you touched um, it? No, not yet. I might. We'll see. I think that's a that's a after Christmas game for me. Ooh, can I say this? I don't know. Can you? You talk about games. I'm gonna look and see if I'm under embargo on this thing. Um. <clears throat> oh, there was a couple other things at the Game Awards that we didn't chat about that I'll just briefly go over. Um, there was. I'm just gonna start from the top. Uh, a reveal trailer for Rise of the Golden Idol, which is like a, a mystery game. Uh, if you played Case of the Golden Idol, this is like the sequel. 
Um, there was Unusual June. It's a new game developed by Finji, releasing in 2025. Uh, there is... Oh, harmonium the musical which is a musical oh that game looks fucking cool man yeah it's a game it's a musical game made for deaf people a little bit alan wonderworld vibes (laughs) but a little bit i think it's the eyes i think it's the the character's eyes the the musical part is like balan wonderworld is like a stage play type of thing they were trying to uh windblown uh which is a uh game by the dead cells developers Um, oh yeah it's also looks like another hey, what's that? dead cells looking roguelike that is, or metroidvania that's super colorful that keeps on popping up everywhere oh i think it's like they called like oblivion or something like that they talked about Ult- the ultimanium or something something like that yeah is it one know. that looks like acid yeah it's an acid trip yeah i watched it at like the future game show or it yeah was the yeah day of the devs and they were talking they said it was like an earthen uterus or something like that i was like what the fuck is this game all about <laughs> Um, uh, can I there was my thing real quick? Yeah, go for it. I'm I'm gonna be in the skull and bones closed beta test. Ubisoft oh, hashtag Ubisoft partner sent over a code, so the next time we have gameless proper, I'll be able to talk about that, which is so funny. And again, they can't buy my opinion, so I hope it's good. But we all know the story about skull and bones so far, so I'm really excited to get my hands on that game and form an opinion. But I'll be also, streaming that if, sometime. In between if there was there. one of us that was gonna like that game, it would be me, I think. But I'm gonna um, give it a shot. Help me out. There Hop was in chat. Uh, I there think was a uh, what? Maybe we'll get you access to it. Oh yeah, let me know. Uh, there was Thrasher. It's the new game from the creators of Thumper, but it's Thumper. in VR. Yeah. Uh, World of Goo Two. They showed off yep. more Metaphor Refantasio, which looks better than it did last time. And Persona Still a terrible Reload. name. Persona Three Reload. Persona Four. Yep. Persona Five. Whatever. Uh, this one I'm interested in. Exodus was the first big thing in the actual show of the Game Awards. Uh, it was the Matthew McConaughey introduced one. It looks very Mass Effecty, and yeah, we uh, talked about it briefly. And you got sidetracked. Did we? I can't remember. Um, that was but, hours ago. Oh, it looks good though. I'm very interested in it. Uh, God of War Ragnarok DLC. We talked about that. Oh, they showed Hellblade again. I can't wait for Hellblade. Oh my god, that game is such a fucking snooze. I cannot wait for that game. That's one of my most anticipated I am games. So out on that shit. Uh, oh, Ikumi Nakamura, uh, the girl at Left Tango. She showed off her new independent game called Kimori. It was oh very God. stylish. Very yeah. stylish. Uh, but I no, I had a very embarrassing moment when she said the name of the game, Kimori. I thought she was saying Kimberly. So I thought the name of the game was Kimberly. <laughs> It's oh like, God. oh, fuck. Uh, um, it looks very stylish, but we have no idea of what it is. We did get a new look at the Visions of Mana. It's a new Mana game. That yeah, I almost added this, but uh, there's not much to write home about. I think it looks cooler than I could probably explain yeah. it, but new entry in the Mana yeah. series for the first time in a while. That's not like a remake or a remaster. Uh, it's pretty yeah. cool, fully 3D. Uh, a new trailer for Rise of Ronin, which is the Koei Tecmo Team Ninja game that's going to yeah, come out PlayStation on PlayStation 5. It got a release date. Yeah, it yeah. got a release date of March 22nd, 2024. So that's uh, it's coming out soon. Very cool. Um, reveal of Jurassic Park Survival. Mm. It is... It Actually, I think it looks very interesting. It takes place the day after the first Jurassic Park movie. Um, and you're a doctor that got left behind and you're trying to survive and make your way out. First person survival awesome. game. 
uh black myth wukong which is a very uh it's a inspired by journey to the west it's a very well known very double a looking video game yeah i got its release date for august 20th 2024 uh, hmm. more Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League. Nobody cares. Yeah, about. still not not a good look. Yeah, uh, there was a new game by uh the Life is original Life is Strange devs, not Deck Nine, but uh Don't Nod. Oh yeah, this looks bad. It's like nod. somewhere between Life is Strange and Stranger Things, kind of Life is Stranger Things. I'm gonna call that game. Um, good name. I I. I hate you sometimes, but uh, it's called it's called Lost Records Bloom and Rage. Uh, I'm interested in it. Yeah, whatever. Oh yeah, I remember making fun of that fucking title. It's so stupid. They yeah, well, it it's, it's funny to me. Lost Records Bloom and Rage. Uh, <laughs> arriving arriving late 2024. This game will see four women <laughs> women having to confront what definitely looks like a paranormal event from their teenage years. Wow. Uh, which it it did the thing in the trailer. It was like. It's been 27 years. Why now? Which yeah, I, I thought about it. I thought about it. Is it 27 years? It. Yeah. I don't know if it's the same guy. I think it's 27 years. Idea. Uh the, oh, there was the trailer you think for. There'll be the, a train run. No. <laughs> you ever read it? No, I've never read it. At the I end of the first the act of it, all the guys bang the girl. Oh really? At yeah. the end of the first first it? Yeah, when they're kids. It's fucked up. The redhead takes, girl? Yeah, she takes all of their virginity. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Okay. I don't know if I have all the details exactly right, but I'm pretty sure that's how it all plays out. Googling it? Okay. Uh yeah, I'm I'm how how to be how to be in the book it um <laughs> how long is uh i'm trying to find how long is the uh time gap in it all right i'm gonna start going over our game of the year while you do that you cool with that wait no no no! i'm not done i'm not done hold on I, you know what? i'll just go through those okay we got the first berserker kazan which is like a uh action rpg game kind of looked pretty based cool. off the berserker anime i think yeah uh skull and bones it's uh the manga um Marvel's Blade. Uh, oh, we got uh, Twisted Metal Season Two, which I still need. Oh to watch yeah, that. that was a cool like on on stage reveal from Mackie. Yeah, had the, the platform in which to do it, it made sense to do. No trailer, mm -hmm. nothing like that. Just ready to rip. Uh, Last Sentinel was a, a trailer that came out that honestly I can't remember what it was, but it was Lightspeed Studios. It was like the cyberpunk looking one, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh. uh First Descendant was another game from Miho or whatever. I don't know. There was there was so many things. Oh, uh, his Hoyo verse, and that's Zenless Zone Zero, which was yeah, also Z Z I I think this article that I'm reading is made by AI because some of these sentences are so miserably like <laughs> written. It's terrible. Uh, final chapter of GTFO, and then they said that their next game is Den of Wolves, which is like a a tactical extraction shooter type thing. That was the one where they were fighting in like the, the big tall building and he went out the window and got hit by a school bus or whatever. Oh yeah. Where you're fighting against the elements or whatever. Is that the one that we're talking about? Like it's like a tornado outside and they're going to master, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. master the disaster uh -huh. or some bullshit. Sure. Something like that. Yeah. It looks very uh, stupid. Matt Mercer but, uh, came out. Just cause type beat. Oh, Vincent Valentine. 
Matt Mercer came out and talked about Asgard's Wrath 2 you know or whatever. Valentine is? No. Um, He's the red guy from Final Fantasy VII. Matt Mercer's voicing him. Oh, okay. Go I know Matt Mercer from Ganon, right? He voiced Ganon. He's one of the four Ganon, male Ganondorf. voice actors that there are. That's true. Matt Mercer, Troy Baker. Arthur Morgan. Oh, Roger Clark and Ben Starr? Sure. Um, anyways, uh, he... Yeah, so, Asgard's Wrath 2 or whatever is a VR game yeah, made by Sensaru. Like it looks fine. It's made by Sanzaru Games, who made Psy Cooper 4 and then ruined it, and then they got bought yeah. by It's also uh, got Oculus. a big like, first-party meta push, because you get that game oh, for free if you huge, buy a Quest 3 this holiday season. So it's a huge push. You know the, how they have those like 3D billboards in like New York and stuff? Mm-hmm. There's one right outside of uh, the Microsoft Theater, or the Peacock Theater, where the Game Awards is, and mm-hmm. in the whenever he was showing that like on the game awards on the screen he talks about like there might be something waiting outside he was talking about it it was just one of those 3d ads on one of those billboards yeah so everybody was standing money, watching baby. that person along yeah uh fallout trailer hello game shows like no fire um oh we got a first look at exoborn post a lot mm. a post apocalyptic oh my gosh post apocalyptic extraction shooter from some of the old de- developers behind the division but we didn't get a look at that um Final Fantasy stuff, yeah. uh, and then that's pretty much it that I can. Oh, and then Monster Hunter Wilds. But yeah, that's yeah. that is the quickest wrap up of the Game Awards I think I could possibly get it's through. A good fucking so. show, man. Yeah, let's talk about our Game of the Year list. I have the visual. I didn't show the list last time. People complained. That's my bad. Oh, did they really? That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I wow. got the visual aid. We're gonna run through it. Um, this is also the reveal of. We got a top 20 now. I have the first 10 on screen, but I'm going to read my top 20 games. Because this year is so spectacular, we're still going to focus on our top 10, but as things fall into the honorable mention, we're just going to rank what we have as they teeter up the list. So, Colin, you want me to read yours as well? Yeah, go for it. All right. My first is Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, followed by Chia, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, Xenoblade Future Redeemed, Spider-Man 2, Pikmin 4, Sonic Superstars, Street Fighter 6, Hogwarts Legacy, Assassin's Creed Mirage is number 10. Colin's top 10 is Alan Wake 2, Spider-Man 2, Hogwarts Legacy, Oxenfree 2, you love sequels, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Cyberpunk 2077 2, or whatever the fuck it's called, Phantom Liberty, Lethal Company, Assassin's Creed Mirage, The Crew Motorfest, and Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is your number 10. From 11 to 20 for me, I have Starfield, Theater of Them, Final Bar Line, Final Fantasy 16, Sonic Dream Team, Venba, F-099, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, The Crew Motorfest, Marble It Up Ultra, and Suica Game, Colin 11 through 20 is... Dead Island 2, Chance of Sinar, Dredge, Resident Evil 4 Remake, Fort Solace, Solace, Solace? Fort okay. Solace. Final Fantasy 16, Dead Space, Destiny 2, Lightfall, Modern Warfare 3, and Shadow Gambit. Is Boop. Starfield not on your... Oh my god, is he in your stinkers? Yeah, Starfield's a stinker. Oh dog. no! <laughs> Alright, bro. Starfield's right. a stinker! Hey, listen, we put up almost a fucking three-hour episode of... Imagine if we were doing, like, the coming soon and we had a full, full-on full news month. It'd been a fucking crazy episode. We ended up putting close, like, two hours, 45 Back. minutes on the clock here. Just talking shop about Game Awards and what we've been playing lately. 
The next time you'll hear from us is likely in 2024 when we are doing our final 2023 episode season yeah. two wrap up party, baby. We'll go over that list, make any last minute changes, talk about our honorable mentions, talk about our stinkers. We'll be talking about the best double A game, our most anticipated game of 2024, best game to take screenshots of DLC of the year game. We need an excuse to talk about best platinum, best, uh, best game that you didn't beat least favorite thing a whole bunch of fun little accolades and superlatives to go over in the meantime you sweet listener or viewer are going to go find us on another platform and like and subscribe and make our brain feel good and tell us something nice about the work that we do you're also going to find colleen all over the internet at colleen underscore k-a-u-l-i-n-e you're going to find me at jake twitching everywhere it's like twitching with no g but even easier amazingstreamer.com baby it's not a joke it's the best way to find me have you ever thought about adding a g no i think uh, twitching is cool like twitching 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 that's how i that's how i pronounce a lot of my words i don't really speak like very formal english going shopping that's fair i'm not going shopping let's go shopping let let us (laughs) go to the supermarket the arsonist had oddly shaped feet. Oh, oh, purple, purple belly pig. Blah blah blah. The blah blah. You know what I'm talking about? No. It's the it's it's what they were saying in the OD trailer for. Oh yeah, you're uh, right. You're right. The, the purple belly pig. Came it's a weird in. trailer. Yeah, it's very odd. Very it was odd. good shit. Hey man, thanks for uh, thanks for going to the game awards and coming back with all those stories. That was a really fun first hour of the stream, kind of going over some of the stuff yeah. and getting the inside scoop on like crowd reaction and whatnot behind the scenes. Yeah, it, it was it was really awesome. I can't recommend going enough. Like it's it's a great experience. It's so cool to see so many of those people that I listen to and look up to all in one building. Um, yeah, and it, it's one of those things that kind of like reinvigorates me in terms of wanting to make more content. Um, it's just an amazing experience. I I definitely recommend it to all. Also, if you buy a ticket, that's one ticket that some smelly bastard can't buy. So, ooh, uh, very good shit. Very good shit. All right, stay our famous catchphrase to take us out of here, Colin. Thanks. Should we talk about Marvel's Midnight Suns this year because it came out in late December? No. That's why we do our sit in January. It was on your game of the year list last year. Fuck you. Was it? Yeah. I don't think it was. And you didn't like it that much. Thanks for listening.